Hello and welcome to episode 7 of the Dark Insight Podcast with myself, Death Note, and of course, my partner in crime, Mr. Vader Van Hoden. Say hello. Hello. Hello, folks. Hello, hello. Uh, in this episode, episode 7, we are doing a MGS5, Metal Gear Solid 5 spoiler cast. So if you haven't played the game or you don't want to know anything about it, I'll turn off now because we're going to talk everything, all bells and whistles, gameplay, story, everything we're going deep in. So, uh, yeah. But uh, we do have a special guest on this episode, Mr. Paddy Stardust from the Twin Humanities, guys. Hello, Paddy. What up? Hey, hey. thanks for having me. Really excited to be on. I've, I've been, I haven't really talked to anyone about Metal Gear stuff uh, other than a couple of brief text chats, so I have so much to say. Good. <laughs> it, it's kind of cool talking to you because for the last you know, two, three years, I've been having a one, you guys have been having a one-sided conversation with me. <laughs> you talk and I just listen. And so I was saying this. Respond. I was saying this to CJ last night. It feels like we should have done this so long ago, like so friggin' long ago. It's like I've never actually spoken to Vader. I should have. <laughs> so it's yeah, an absolute so it's pleasure. To... Absolute pleasure to be invited. I'm, I'm very, very happy to be here at nine o'clock Thank on a you. Friday night. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. So. Uh, yeah, so as as we said, Metal Gear Solid Five, we've uh, all been digging our deals, hills deep into it. Obviously, it's taken us a little while to get this out because we wanted to obviously plough through and get pretty much every single little thing we could out of the game before delving into it. So it's been about what would you say, five six weeks now, maybe? How long has it been? Was it the ninth or so of September? It was September the 1st, wasn't it? So it's been, oh, it must be six or seven weeks now, yeah. Or August the 26th, if you had a really, really good postie. (sighs) Oh, yes. When you put when you put that little vine up of the uh, of you with the game and it had that music, it like super weird in music. I was just like so jealous. It's the John Cena music. Oh, oh, is that what that that music was? It's John Cena because it's 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 very carefully calculated to incite as much hate as possible. (laughs) Yeah, see, I I had the opposite. I started late because um, I was deathly sick. Uh, the, the day it came out and I was so sick I couldn't actually even play games and so I was two or three days behind so I probably started a week after you Paddy ooh I mean to be fair I got it crazy early and I had a few days like off that were it lined up well um, so yeah I, I managed to punch through like crazy fast and I, the kind of the, the problem was is that I was ahead of everyone and I couldn't talk to anyone <laughs> because like you don't want to ruin it for anyone but it's like no one else has got it and I'm like at, like eight or nine missions in and I need to talk to someone about this I, I did notice you ploughed ahead and it seemed like you pulled on the you know the reins of the of the Middle Gear Solid horse the, the D, D horse and slowed yeah. down a bit I, I did yeah I, I kind of uh, other games kind of came up and you know work was a bit busy and stuff so I kind of just, I just naturally kind of dialed down a bit uh, for a while uh, but I, I, I pretty much played it solidly for like the entire month I think I, I pretty much played nothing but it and uh, even like even my wife Laura she's been jumping in and, and running around in side ops and stuff having fun but we'll get to that later yeah it's nice yeah um, so to crack on it I thought we'd start off as we know if anyone's listened to Paddy before or to, or to even to Cliff and myself we're all fans of, of the series um, but do you want to just give us a quick rundown Paddy of like your history with the game and 
Yeah, yeah, that uh, one's uh, this is really series. good because uh, yeah, this is good. I was chatting about this a couple of weeks ago, so it's all quite fresh. Um, I started with uh, the first one on PS One. Uh, I remember playing the demo disc, and it was amazing. Like blew my mind. I was like, "This is the best thing," and I played that thing like over and over and over again. Uh, but being quite poor uh, and being like. I say poor, being quite young, I was like 12 when it came out, 11 or 12, yep. I didn't really have 40 quid, you know, I didn't have a lot of money on me, you know, I was a, I was a small boy, um, and I had to kind of go on, you know, what pocket money I could save up, and kind of, I bought a lot of games on the Platinum range, the one they sort of brought out, like a half price budget range, where a game was like, you know, a year old, and sold so many copies, they bring a Platinum one out, so I used to wait for them, you know, I didn't mind waiting a year for a game if it would save me 20 quid, I was alright with that when I was little. Um, yep. These days, Steam sales, who cares? Um, but yeah, I, I remember having it and I thought, well, I need to get this game and I, I couldn't wait. You know, I was like, it took me a while before I could do it, but I thought, I, I can't wait any longer. So I went to my local uh, sort of cheap shit shop uh, called Channel Satellites uh, and I traded two of the worst games in existence for it. I traded uh, the Fantastic Four game on PS1, which Ooh. was a side scrolling beat em up type game that was so fundamentally broken you couldn't progress past one of the levels. <laughs> because your AI was so stupid, they'd stand under a crusher until all your lives were gone. <laughs> um, and I also traded a game called Rascal, which is literally one of the worst games on PS1. Like, without a doubt, it's a platformer about some boy with a bubble gun, and it's it's horrifying. Like, Google it if, you, if you're interested, but it's awful. Fucking awful. And I traded those two games for Metal Gear Solid. It's the best swap I have ever made. Um, and I swap. It's an amazing swap. Uh, I, I got home, stuck it in the PS uh, PS One, and I think it was the only thing I played all summer. Like literally played it something like twelve or thirteen times in a row, just over and over and over and over again. I just couldn't get enough. Couldn't get enough. Watching the cutscenes every time, you know, I never skipped. I used to really enjoy it and sort of trying different things out. And I mean, since that, I was I was done. That was me hooked. Uh, when I got my PS2, Metal Gear 2 was one of the first games I got with it. You know, jumped on Snake Eater when that came out as well. Um, really, I've been I've been a day one Metal Gear man for uh, pretty much as long as I can remember. Nice. Or as long we, as, long as, as, long as I consider myself as long as I've considered myself to be a gamer, shall we say? Yep. Hmm. Have you ever played the Nintendo? The Metal Ghost Gear Bangle. games? No, I didn't. No, I never. Well, I. Yeah, sort of. I've tried them on uh, the Vita port of Snake Eater. Came with those on the disc or the download yep. file. You know what I mean. Mm. Uh, and I tried them, and I think they were just a little bit too old school. I just couldn't get around their way of thinking. I could get certain distance in, but then obviously, you know, old games. You know, if you die, you go back a good hour or so. And I know, you know, <laughs> here we go. Here's the reference. Uh, you do that in Dark Souls quite a lot. We lasted what four minutes. Um, <laughs> But, it, you know, it felt a bit cheap, you know, because older games were a bit more difficult than that. And I, I kind of just got to a point, I was like, you know what, I'm going to watch this on YouTube instead. So I've, I've kind of experienced them, but not not properly, should we say. Yeah, see, I, I always thought that they weren't actually part of the main canon. And like, I thought they were just kind of discounted. It was just the same title. <laughs> but then they clearly are. Well, so, yeah. yeah, well, Metal Gear, Metal Gear was canon. Metal Gear 2 originally, we'll get into this later, wasn't canon whatsoever. Because it was made by, it wasn't even made by Kojima, so it was just what? made by someone else. But obviously now, yeah, Is, isn't there two Metal Gear, Metal Gear twos? There was one that was released in mm. the West, which is a different story. It's a side-scrolling one, isn't it? It's, it's I've seen video of it. It looks horrifying. There's like, one with literally cheap catching guy. That that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I actually did not know of this one. I don't think I've seen that because obviously I played the original. I must have obviously played the 
Is it Snake's Revenge? It must have been the Japanese version. Is it Snake's Revenge? I think it's called. Yeah, Snake's <laughs> Revenge. That's the, that's the bad one. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, uh, Metal Gear Two yeah, yeah, Solid yeah, Snake, a... I think, is the good one, and Snake's Revenge oh, is the really Snake's bad Revenge. one. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they, thank, they thankfully, I've never had the pleasure the of that. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should make our own mission. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> you can't be a true fan until you've played that one. It's like, okay, I no. guess I'm not a true fan. Never mind. <sighs> it's not worth it. <laughs> you are easily dissuaded. Um, <laughs> the interesting thing, I've never actually played Middle Gear Solid One. Um, what? I what? Do yeah. What? <laughs> I watched someone. Comp- one? I, I yeah, I know, I know, I know all about it. I know all the what happens and everything. I watched someone complete it in one sitting. And Dedication. so, yeah, never really, uh, and then I went, never owned, and I've never owned a Metal Gear Solid until Portal Warps. Wow. But that's one of the less good ones. It, and yeah. also, what is going on with you? My, I just borrowed them from my brother. <laughs> I've, I've played them all, and I finished them all except one. Um, okay. I just borrowed them from my brother. Um, he lived next door for a while, and I just borrowed all my games from him. I couldn't afford them. <laughs> <laughs> so I just borrowed them from him. Um, he was much, he's quite a bit older than me. Uh, so yeah, he'd have all the games. See, but now here's the question, Paddy. Do you think, because he's been sport with the, the, the games that are further on, do you think going back to one, he'll still have those same eyes that we have for that game? Oh, see now, okay. So before I played, uh, before Metal Gear Five came out, I did a, a quick run. I said a quick run. Uh, I took about a month, and I went through like every Metal Gear game that I own. Um, yeah, yeah. I yes. went through from like in in the release order, not chronological order. Chronological order can sod off. Uh, release <laughs> order, right? And I've I've said many words about why chronological is wrong for your first go. Uh, and yep. Metal Gear One still holds up and I sat there on the sofa giggling and there's some of this could be you know rose tinted nostalgical giggling like a friggin' child um the psycho mantis bit uh, I put the controller on the floor and I've got a laminate floor now so it's going along the floor and my wife yelled at me because she was trying to sleep and I was giggling about Castlevania like it was amazing I'm I I actually uh this time the first time ever I uh I managed to I stopped playing the game. I stopped playing Metal Gear Solid. I saved up before the Psycho Mantis fight. Then I loaded up uh, Symphony of the Night on the PS3. I played until I got to a save point. Then turned Symphony of the Night off. and went back to Metal Gear. Just so I could get Psycho Mantis to say, I see you like Castlevania. Uh, yeah, that is pretty cool. I do like for me now. It's it's part of the run now. Like part of the run is stopping to play, go to play Castlevania, and come back. Like that's part <laughs> of the run now for me. It's important. Yeah, um, see, with me, it was always uh, that you like Ridge Racer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I know what you mean, though. Like, recently, because I, I bought it on uh, PS1 Classics for the PS3, I I can also play it on my PSP. And I've, I'd recently mm. played it again on my PSP, which is really awkward because, obviously, not having that extra button on top, you have to use the bloody D-pad. But <laughs> it, it still, I personally feel it, it held up. It, it did hold up and I still enjoyed it as much as I did when I first originally played it on I remember I rented it from Blockbusters and oh, we got to the bit where he, he says oh you, you need to look on the case for the for the code and we're like what the, what the <laughs> hell is this geezer talking about and because we'd rented it we had no case so we didn't know what I ended up buying I think it was uh, Games Master and it had like a guide 
of Metal Gear, and I bought it just so I could do that. And then we looked, and there obviously was a code. It's on back on the back of the disc case, and I was just like, "What? Seriously?" You no, look, and there it is. It's, it's on the back of the case, isn't it? But yeah, because I mean, they, I I got stuck on that for a good hour. But like, I, I was looking around the whole game. I pulled that first area apart. I was like, "There's got to be a CD case here somewhere." Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I think I got a friend told me about it, and I just turned the case over. I was like, "You crafty bugger!" Yeah, Ooh. it's a bugger. Sets you up well for a Kojima. <laughs> mm. Those are the mechanics that are brilliant, and I'd like to see more games like try outside the box. <laughs> no mm. pun intended. Oh, actually, pun intended. Very good. Um, <laughs> very good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see more of that happening in, in games, and unfortunately. Um, Ah, developers don't seem to like to take risks like that. Yeah, I mean, in in this digital age, and you can't plan on someone having a box anymore. Though, I mean, I mean, yeah, what, the Halo Five Collector's Edition thing doesn't actually have a disc in it. Like, you can't plan yeah. for this anymore. Like, there's so many different ways of getting stuff now. Like, what they're going to say? Oh, it's uh, there's a code hidden on the splash screen on the store page. Like, that <laughs> doesn't work anymore. You couldn't do that anymore. It's it, it's tied to the physical media now. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess, but the, I guess the concept people, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like to see more creativity in the game development and. Mm. Yeah, very cool. Um, as I say, but I did. I never played it, but I've, as I said, I watched someone play it in one sitting. Um, oh, you, you, dude, you need to. You, you need to play it. It's, it's a must. It, it, it literally is my favorite game ever. Like, yeah, I don't have to think about that. It is my favorite <laughs> game of all time. Without a doubt, uh, and it's. I think I think it stands up, and it still plays like a goddamn dream. Like, and it's still like, if you come to it straight off Metal Gear Five, it'll be weird, sure, but it'll still feel like Metal Gear. Like, that's the one thing oh, Metal yeah, Gear games sure. always had. Like, every game they change so much between each game, but it still feels like Metal Gear. Like, and I can't think of another series that evolves in that manner and still feels the same. Like, it's phenomenal what it does. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely agree, and I think Metal Gear, well, Metal Gear Solid and the PS1 is definitely, I would say, the most Metal Gear of all the Metal Gear games, if that makes <laughs> any sense. I know it sounds stupid. It's more metal. It's more <laughs> metal than the rest of them. Yeah, for what everyone says about you know it being, you know, oh, it's trying to be a movie. It is a video game-ass video game. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I can't believe you haven't played it. I'm still in shock. <laughs> Just... Oh, it- I, see, I, I, I actually I like the game I just yeah, I've never really needed I never saw the need because I'd, I had seen it right through anyway and I, never I saw the need oh we can't be friends anymore I'm sorry <laughs> no I want to right, so, I want so to. this was just... fun I'll see you later <laughs> bye bye podcast <laughs> end uh, <laughs> well that was okay, episode I will, I will after we get off I will go find a way to buy it and I will play it. Do you just have your PS4 or do you have a PS3 still? I've got a PS3 still. You can buy it on the the store, PS1 Classics. Yeah, and it runs on yeah, the PS3. I actually, a year or two ago, I saw it when it came up, when they kind of had that package come up, and I kind of looked at it and I was like, hmm. You can literally get it for about £3 now. <laughs> yeah. But this is very, very important. This is very important. Not the GameCube Twin Snakes. Never no. the GameCube. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's right. I don't have a GameCube. It's all good. Mm-hmm. That's good. See that you don't get one. It's never Twin Snakes. I never did understand that. Like why I changed? They changed so much that was significant about that, and it just didn't feel right. Mm. 
felt very wrong to me. <laughs> so, so did they change the gameplay or did they change the actual story or the... Um, it was mainly the cutscenes. Like, they were kind of more action film. Like, okay, so to put it in a way in a way that makes sense, right? So imagine if they remade Dark Souls, right? They remake Dark Souls. But when you meet the Taurus Demon for the first time, rather than just drop down and run towards you, he does like a Final Fantasy type summon effect and he'll kind of go, swoosh, whiz, bing, flash, <laughs> right? That is what Twin Snakes is like as a fan of Metal Gear 1. It's just like, hey, look, yeah. we've worked out we can do John Woo stuff now. Oh, look how cool a ninja is. He's going to kick that bit of ceiling. God, he's cool. Like, it just makes me sad. So it's just over-the-top dramatic and actually for no reason it, it, snake yeah, backflips just... over a rocket <laughs> that sounds awesome <laughs> no no it's <laughs> too much no. it's too I'm far just oh. <laughs> yes no play the PS1 classic oh yeah I will yeah and you, you can know that you know that remake the... you know that remake of Total Recall they made it's oh. like that Oh God! I know it's completely off topic. When I first started watching that film, I thought, "Oh, it's it's got a bit of potential," and then it just went off the deep end. I'm like, "What the hell just happened to that? Where did that just come from?" Yeah. It, I, I don't know if I've seen the new the remake. Well, it they don't even great. go to Mars; they go to the opposite side of the planet. What the? Ugh. Via a big hole that really shouldn't work. Yeah, it just goes through the center of the Earth, like through the the magma core. <laughs> It's fine, Just guys. We made it safe. We called yeah, it. It's fine. Stupid, <laughs> total recall. Don't even waste your time. It's just like... It had potential. It started out like, okay, it, it seems like it's going to be quite faithful. And then, no, they just went off the deep end. <laughs> but yes, this... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yes, I... Crazy. I forgot they even did a remake. <laughs> Good. Yeah. But yeah, play <laughs> PS1 Classic. That's the one you need to be playing, and you need to play it. I want it played, but next time we do the next episode, you must do it. <laughs> That's like that, that, I don't know. I will definitely Homework. get it. I promise I will go get it straight away, but I will, um, yeah, can't promise I'll get through it. <laughs> These games, <laughs> other games you played. But I do want to play it. I'm happy and, to play it. There's no, I've got and no if you get stuck, If you get stuck, don't look it online. Just tweet at me. Okay. I'll tweet at you. If you get stuck, don't ask the internet, ask me. It's very important. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll do. And I'll give you updates Good. on how I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe I could do a few, uh, the odd video of, of some of the sections. It's, it was, yeah, sounds good. There you go. You like I watched that. Yep. yep. Sold. All right. Done. So, yeah. But, as you say, talking about all them games and Metal Gear 1, where do you think Metal Gear Solid 5 stands in... In the series, on a whole, well, what would you say, Vader? Even though you have a very skewed view of it now, <laughs> it's <been> skewed view. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So I'll, I'll rephrase the question. Where do you think it stands in the series that you you haven't played most of? <laughs> most of. <laughs> I, I've played two. I've played three. I've played Peace Walker. I've played Portal Ops. I've played four. I've played them all. But I you won't watched. have the correct answer now. <laughs> it's right in the middle it's right in the middle but you mean chronologically or in oh, I guess it's well to be fair wise. like there's chronologically <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's only one answer to that <laughs> yeah yeah you're right I, I don't know what I was yeah. thinking <laughs> I was yeah I had something in my head but it disappeared with your, your insults I'm starting to feel offended um, <laughs> fate has gone off the deep end <laughs> hey, no, my son is wait. Odin. You know, uh, 
better watch out. Oh, I best watch out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, where 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 do you, where would you where would you plant it in the series of games? Sort of from sort of do you think still in the like in the middle? Would you say? Uh, what have you got? Or is it your favourite? Oh, you mean like yeah, as in mm. in, in your views, like of of enjoyment. Where enjoyment? would you place it in the series? Well, yeah. That, that's a that's a loaded question. That's kind of a can of worms because there's, um, because hmm. it's it's a fun game to play as a game. It's probably excluding if you ignore the. I'm sorry, my PlayStation just turned on. <laughs> <laughs> it's got this loud PlayStation do, do, sound. Do, like uh, you you know what that is? I'm gonna blame. Wait, you chomp chase. Chomp chain guys, that's your ghosts. Yeah, They're coming over and starting to haunt our <laughs> podcast now. Mario. We need Luigi. <laughs> Mario, <laughs> I must have kicked my um, controller. Sorry about that. So what was, I, what was I trying to say? If you ignore the fact that it's in the Middle Gear Solid series, well, just it's a game. It is a very, very good game, and it, yeah, as I say, ignoring the fact that it's a Middle Gear Solid game. It'd be one of my top favourite games to play. Like, it's been so enjoyable, the mechanics and how the game works. As a Metal Gear Solid game, you can't ignore the fact of story. Um, mm. I missed I missed the that there weren't as many crazy bosses and the, just the absurdity of some of the characters that seemed to be a lot more tamed down. Um, and so, in that sense, I would, I would go with Metal Gear Solid 3 as being my kind of favourite... Um, story. Yeah, that seems to be uh, quite a um, a common view. A lot, of, I do. A lot of people say that. Mm. What about you, Paddy? Again, it's a really hard one. question that because in terms of like like moment to moment gameplay, like it mm. might be the best one. Like in terms yeah. of just yeah, being yeah. able to give you right, <clears throat> right. Here's a world. Go do some stuff. Take your time. Enjoy it. Mess around. Like. I've never yeah. known a Metal Gear game give you that much freedom and like the tools to the tools to enact any plan you can think of. You can probably do uh, with a bit of work. <clears throat> but again, like in terms of like the plot, in terms of it being a Metal Gear game, sure it is still there, but it's you know it's further apart and it's not quite as um, I don't want to say I don't want to say unfinished because there's clearly an end. Um, but being where it is in the story, it is a middle part between you know a couple of very well established you know events happening. Yeah. I don't think we were ever going to get like a proper bum 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 final ending bit. You know, like I don't think we were ever going to exactly. get that definitive end. Um, which is why it does feel a little bit kind of I wouldn't say it tails off, but I'd say it definitely doesn't end on the kind of rapturous note that say. Uh, Metal Gear 3 ended on, you know, or even Metal Gear 4, that Four. fight on top of the ship with the, the yeah. punch-out with Ocelot at the end, which still uh. actually floors me when I play it, and the music changes. Like, it, it destroys me. Uh, like, um, it's, see, it, in, my, in my views, mm. that that fight on top it is my favourite ever moment of Metal Gear. It has been... Mm. It, when I first played that, and it, like, like you said, Paddy, absolutely just literally blew me away and I was just like yeah. this is so Metal Gear it's unbelievable yeah. it, that like, game is fan service from the middle of Act 3 until the end it is just yeah. fan service <laughs> all the way and that is yeah. fine that is mm-hmm. totally fine 
Uh, and it, it just such a poignant proper end as well you know and I, I think Metal Gear 5 was never going to be yeah. able to have that ending just based on the fact no. that it's between two already quite well established things and the timeline's kind of running out of room now they've got to squeeze quite yeah. a lot into a gap that's ever closing I, I definitely well, agree but it, it didn't waste all... nine years <laughs> yeah. They, yeah whole nine years they just cut out for a laugh like oh come on <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but I do, I do feel with what they had, I, I feel it ended well, and they, they he, it, the way he tied up those loose ends with mm. your Metal Gear Two is, uh, I, I didn't think he would tie that, considering because obviously he never classed that as canon because it weren't done by him, mm. and the way he tied it all up in a in a nice little bow, I was, I was quite happy with, but I would have, like as you said, Vader, I would have enjoyed. If there was a bit more story, because I think in total, I think it works at about five hours worth of cutscenes. Whereas I know Metal Gear Four is not really one to go by. It's <laughs> all cutscenes. Yes, yeah. it's nearly ten hours worth of pure cutscenes. So, but to be honest, though, it's still I think it's close to any other Metal game. About five hours of cutscenes, I think, is hmm. about average. So, it, it, in in general, it isn't short on story but no, i think it's no. i think it's where you had such long periods between those cutscenes and story mm. it felt like there wasn't as much as oh totally yeah yeah i think it's some way in some ways to sort of silence the people that said you know metal gear 4 was just walk down a corridor here's another half an hour cutscene it's like well fine have mm. an entire world to play in and then we'll give you half an hour of cutscene um you know it, it sort of goes away sort of you know not silence those critics but to answer them maybe and say, fine, you know, do whatever you want for like six hours, it's fine. We're not going to interrupt you if you don't want it. Yeah. I guess it's kind of like what Bilbo Baggins said. It's uh, too little butter spread over too much too, too much bread. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's, Delicious that's plot butter. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, it, it, that really sounded like you said plop butter then. <laughs> <laughs> Story's not that, that bad, some, come on. That is something <laughs> you don't want on your toast. D-horses, plop butter. <laughs> Plot butter, or as we call it in the UK, Marmite. Marmite. Oh, Marmite's brilliant. I love Marmite. Oh, oh God, I'm going off you more and more as we talk. Oh. <laughs> that stuff is hell in a jar. It is. I totally agree with you. My mum eats that constantly because I work with my mum and she has it on toast every day. She's like, Do you want some Marmite? I'm like, seriously, I'm going to throw that jar at your head. <laughs> Stop it. 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 New Zealand Marmite's probably much what? nicer. That's probably what it is. Is it Marmite or is it, or is it Vegemite? Uh, Vegemite's Australian. Oh, neighbours lied to me. Yeah. Stutch, <laughs> it was that Stutch whole area. eating Vegemite. Oh. Yeah, Stutch, he, like, he, he'll probably like Vegemite, <laughs> yeah, Vegemite's Aussie, uh, Marmite's New Zealand. It's, it's a different brand. That, it's the same name as the UK one, but it's a different mm. brand. Ugh. I bet ours is better. National pride. No. I hate it, but ours is gone yeah. better. <laughs> I hate it, but it'll be better. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. <laughs> I'll stick to honey. Um, so we just got derailed again. <laughs> we did. <laughs> With the poop talk and the marmite talk. Um, that was my fault. Sorry. Oh, good. <laughs> what were we just talking about? Oh, so we're at standard series. <laughs> yeah, we just, yeah, plot butter. Uh, yeah, as I just said about the story, Ben. Too far and few between is all. Yeah, I, yeah, there's a lot. lot I enjoyed what was up. there. Like, yeah, go, go oh, ahead. Sure. Go. Um, I think there's a lot said for. Um, I think Chris has mentioned it from the um, Chomp Chain podcast, talking about how it's a create your own kind of Metal Gear. You're creating your own moments and story, 
Um, well, and I've yeah, described that's... it as a as a it's a funny story simulator, like the just the stuff you can do, <laughs> like the, uh, you just can yeah you can invent and create crazy situations that are just fun to talk about, and so you're yeah you're creating your own legacy and history, uh, which does mm. yeah which is yeah. Well, that was the whole one of the whole points. Kojima even said himself that that was the whole point of this game, because obviously we'll come into the ending that that ending we'll see. But he wants you to be big boss. He doesn't want to tell you big bosses. Yeah, he he Hmm. wants you to be big boss. You have written the story because you've played it all these years, and he wants you to be that person. He wants you to be in that game rather than another character. Blah blah blah. And and he let he let us this time write our own stories, and we most certainly did because every time I spoke to either you or or you, Paddy, and uh, my friend at work, every time we we talked about certain missions, we all had our own different stories on how we accomplished those missions, and sometimes they're just so spectacular and over the top and silly. It's just it's, it it was a joy to speak about every sort of little mission I did, and to be honest, <laughs> that kind of overlooked the missing story for me. I it just I I as you know I hit that brick wall when it came to chapter two, but we'll talk about that in a bit. But up until that point, the game was utterly flawless in my mm. eyes. Yeah, I mean there were certain missions as well that would crop out, like um, mission six, the honeybee mission. Mm. Yep. We have to find uh, you have to tail uh, an informant and sort of chat to him and find out where they're keeping a, a weapon and then get into the base and steal the weapon and get out and all the stuff that happens afterwards. Like that was like an hour and a half, and I've sat there raptured, like literally edge of the seat the entire hour and a half. And I put the controller down when it was finished. Like that was one of the best things I've ever played. Like that was that's a mission right there, and that for me, give me that, you know, give me that yeah. over over a twenty minute cutscene. Give me that. Give me that hour and a half long mission. With cutscene bits in between it, but cutscene bits that make sense, you know. And like I remember, like just getting through that and thinking, because I missed the guy that would tell you where the weapon was. Um, I completely missed him, so I had to go find that thing manually by <laughs> walking around that base. It took oh, half an hour. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Laura, Laura was on the sofa next to me. And she said, "It's there." I went, "What? Where?" Should try down that alleyway there. Went, what alleyway? And there's this entire cave that I've not seen. <laughs> Like I have, I I have a history of this of missing the massive obvious cave. I'll just turn around and walk away, going, "There's nothing there, just a wall." Yeah, um, yeah. And from that point on, like that, that's like Mission Six is where it really became like this is Metal Gear, like this is a proper game. No, I, I definitely agree that that was a, that was a fantastic mission. Like especially when it hits the cutscene before you've got to escape with the honeybee, and obviously mm. the hand comes down and picks you up, and that's the first time obviously you encounter your Metal Gear and I was just like oh and he's there talking to Skullface and I was blown away by that because obviously they didn't show you the Metal Gear it was just like the hand came down mm. out of the mist and grabbed you and I was blown away by that and that as you say there that is definitive Metal Gear to me just those moment to moment things and I agree with you if they could have got that most of the game throughout mm. it oh, that would have been spectacular it just they did leave you to your own accord a lot of the time mm. but that still led to yes. some interesting like you say like everyone tackled it differently yeah. I, mean, I know James Carter Kane and Rince we were having like a, a secret WhatsApp chat uh, where we were sort of chatting along we were playing about the same speed he kept a perfect foxhound rating up to mission 21 wow he did not kill a single person he did not seen once 
until Jeez. that point. I do not know how he managed that because some of those missions are built to get you seen. Like it goes wrong, and you have to change the plan and go. Right, move, run. They've seen me. Just go. Just mm. leave. Um, any mission with skulls in, for instance, it's like fuck it. They've seen us. Just book it. Just go. Just go. Run, just go. Run, yeah. run, 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 run. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I have no idea how he managed that. Like I still am baffled that he managed to keep it up that long. Yeah, that's pretty good. I got. I just got octopus on like every. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Octopus Brothers. Yep. Um, and the odd butterfly one. And in the odd, I got a couple of beers near the end. I don't. I think beers were just really aggressive. I figure. Mm. I, I worked for a couple of them. I, I, I spent about an hour trying to do a couple of missions and like redo them and get the the different rankings. Uh, I think like I think B was one of them. Which is when you you shoot guys with handguns. I was going for Mantis, which is where you just stab a bunch of guys. Oh, I got Mantis uh, once. Yep. Yeah, where you just you just cut guys. You don't shoot them, you just cut them. Like and that was great. That was one of the only things I thought was missing actually in the game. When you knock a guy out and you go up to him, if you want to kill him, you've either got to shoot him in the head or wake him up, kick him, grab him and then stab him if you want to do it quickly and quietly. Like, where's my knife? Why can't I just jab him in the head while he's on the floor? While he's on the floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wastes my silencer on my machine gun. <laughs> yeah. But other other than that, yeah. you know, the moment to moment, like, you know, every oh. Like the the, the main yeah. plot was like you know do a couple of missions that are kind of like break a communications device or you know I was, and you play in those going eh break a communications device tail a general blah 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 and every now and again it will throw in like an insane mission like mission six the honeybee mission or or the one where you go and rescue Huey like it will throw something so ridiculous at you um, and it just kind of like all the bad feeling you know or not even bad feeling you know just kind of antipathy just kind of washes away because you're just sucked into this. This stupid mission of scale, of size, of, of huge straight robots mm. chasing you down the middle of the map going, Oh God, what's happening? I think it can see me. <laughs> I think what it is, you get, um, as you say, you get these great spikes of uh, energy and excitement. And then you get a very, very slow come down over time. And then they do it again. They give you this mm. great spike in excitement. And they gradually bring you down. And, and I think that continues throughout the game. And mm. it, it does give uh, the game good pacing to be honest they have paced it quite well because just when you think oh I'm a bit bored now they'll throw one of those missions at you and you're like oh and you're all back up there again wanting to know what's going on oh what's, what's that what's this and then uh, yeah no I do feel for the size of the game they did that, that the pacing was done quite well I feel yeah I feel you weren't doing the same thing for hours and hours on end it was you were able to mix it up and you know even yes. the side ops as well it's sure. like oh you want to go tackle some guys go do that for a bit it's like oh well, thanks game yeah alright go on then yeah I found the, um, the highs and lows to be quite interesting because yeah, they say there's some really awesome situations and, and, and moments, but I also had some really, really frustrating moments. And I found that to be um, kind of make the good even better. <laughs> like, okay. it was just that, um, yeah, I got, I got very frustrated later on in the game. Um, and I found, but when I did succeed, it kind of had that, this is kind of real cliche, but that Souls kind of feeling, that Dark Souls, you know, you you when you succeed, you just feel good. Like it's that satisfaction of doing something that you were failing <laughs> at before, and I I found that was a big part of the game. Is part of the the struggle to get through certain areas. Um, this is late game. So I had that with the, I, I had that with unclenching. Like you get on the helicopter. Like I find I was, I'd get to the helicopter and me talk, yeah, yeah. edge of the seat, edge of the seat, and you sit down and yeah. you just kind of go back in your chair, just lean back, and you know you've done it. Like oh, that felt good. 
<laughs> yeah, and there was a lot of that in the game, and so I think it really did play with, for me, it played with my emotions, it got me angry, it got me excited, it got me happy, it, it, it made me sad, it, made me, it did a lot, like, it was just quite, it was, it was very, it was a roller coaster. it was up and down, um, and I'd uh, imagine being big boss <clears> of the game, it would be much the same, like, I, I think there was a lot of it that was intentional, um, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. But I, I, in those emotions, it, the, the, I, I felt all the same as you. But I also felt a little bit sick at one point in the game. <laughs> you did? What was that? Yeah, the rain scene. Mm. Uh, do, do you, do you oh, guys the, know what I'm talking about? You're jumping, you're jumping quite, oh, yeah. way ahead. <laughs> quiet, quiet in the rain. I know. I just, just talking about emotions. I just, yeah, just, I just thought of that, and I was like, mm. yeah, I actually got. <laughs> a few thoughts about that to be honest do we want to jump in that now or do you want to come back to that later can throw it in wherever I think it's it's, it's, it's not it, it, yeah it was just a thought it's because you were saying about all, obviously all the different emotions and stuff I just yeah but <laughs> yeah Patty. see I watched I watched, I watched that with, with Laura and we're watching it and it was like eh like it didn't register disgust it didn't register excitement it kind of i don't know it kind of hit me at about a zero like i just didn't, <laughs> it didn't really move it didn't move the meter anyway like i was like oh okay so she's jumping around in a puddle and they're kicking each other with water and oh it's all nice and yeah okay and then it's over now i was upset with that mission i'll tell you why i'll tell you why i was upset with that mission because i was trying to get snake all stinky so i could get the mission where uh, the the cutscene where ocelot throws a bucket of water over you right i was good and stinky and then it threw me into this cutscene where you get all washed off and clean i was upset like, <laughs> so you're like no rain don't naturally shower me how dare you i was trying to get the stinky cutscene, and it threw this at me and i was like i was i was i was expecting the one with the bucket of water and, and i got sexy quiet puddle time i was i was upset i i i no no okay i wasn't a zero i was angry there we go but, <laughs> but for, not for the reason for that people reason. are angry yeah i wasn't upset with it for the reason everyone else is i was upset because i wanted to see a bucket of water in my face <laughs> fair enough um speaking of funny cutscenes, have you guys seen the birthday cutscene? No, I want to do that naturally. I want to do that actually on my birthday, which is about yeah, a you, month and a half. You're going to turn it on on your birthday just to make sure you get that scene. Absolutely. Oh, it's it's <laughs> awesome. My birthday this year, I'm going to do that and we're going to go see Star Wars and it's going to be the best birthday ever. Oh, awesome. Nice. Yeah, that, uh, my birthday was a couple of weeks ago and it was um, yeah, it was the highlight of my day. Loggy jumping on <laughs> and, and having it, sharing my birthday with Big Boss. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> The, the the cutscene were quiet. I kind of I, I can see where you're coming from, um, Death. Um, the it's it's there's no need for it to be so I don't know sleazy. Mm. My my whole my whole point with with it was that I I knew that that they needed to they were trying to make you see that sort of there was a connection between Big Boss and Quiet and they were forming some kind of emotional bond for each other. But I feel they did it in the completely the wrong way and i just thought it was a bit it weren't that it bothered me because at the end of the day i watch a lot of anime like um, (laughs) high high school Mm. of the high school of the dead my god you've never seen so many boobs and bums and up the skirt shots in your entire life but i'm you i'm used to it It, it's that that's the japanese culture that's how it is but i just felt the scene was just a bit naff to be honest more than anything i think they could have done their relationship and portrayed it in in such a a uh, much much better way than they did, I think. 
Yes, see, I, I kind of like aspects of it because I, <laughs> I like the kind of innocence behind behind it, but then that is really, like, that's real abrasive against the sleazy <laughs> sexualization of it. So they just don't yeah. marry up those those two sides. But It's very chalk and cheese. Yeah, it is. Um, and I, but I, I did, I really, ignoring, I was just ignoring the whole dodgy side of it. I really did appreciate just seeing that, 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 that and it was just really sad to me, like the, the mm. quiet story and how she's kind of lost the ability to actually communicate um, because of this. And she's refusing to talk to protect herself and also Big Boss, despite mm. her being the one that's been sent in to kill him. Like, it was just, yeah, and, and so there was a lot of innocence and a lot of sadness behind it, I found, but then it was just marred by this <laughs> over-the-top <laughs> angles and ridiculous slow motions. <laughs> yeah. and, but oh, I really like the, 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 I don't know, the simple childness behind it, like the how they just, even Big Boss, who is a hardened soldier, can you know needs time to kind of take it easy and smile and like and it was really nice to yeah. see him kick, kind of kick a puddle. let down his yeah. hard side <laughs> kick a puddle <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like it was like a night like a just like a little moment of light in the middle of all the kind of the grim and the war it was you know that's it, a, it that's kind a, of, I think mm. yeah if, I think the fact that it was a little bit you know hey it's naked puddle time um, kind of <laughs> did spoil the effect a little bit but it was you know it was a nice little moment of light I thought I you know I didn't. I was expecting but, it to be far worse than it actually turned out to be. Like, it was like, oh, yeah. that was that was fine, really. That was all right. It's nothing worse than we've seen in yeah. anything made by Platinum. You know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is true. No, I, I definitely agree. Like, I think that was the... I, I feel with the whole quiet thing, everyone was making a massive sort of fuss over it. I feel they kind of made a rod for their own back with that. The way she was dressed, I think they... they could have quite easily got away with it if every time she was on camera the camera was just on her her boobs every time like the camera go oh she's was, talking and down boobs oh, hold on she's talking i want to see her face <laughs> her tits aren't talking yeah but, but she that's... wasn't talking that's the point that's all they had <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah this is true <laughs> yeah and speaking of quiet uh, this, this, this is to get us back on track a little bit um did you guys pick up on the fact that quiet was the assassin at the, in the first intro Oh, straight away. Yes. Bang yeah, on. First up, yeah. talking about this, we? I don't know how yeah. I missed that. <laughs> yeah. me, me and Laura were playing it and we're looking at it going, that's quiet. That's very clearly going to be quiet. Um, uh, it, yeah, I, it didn't come as any surprise to me whatsoever. I was like, it's quiet. It's clearly quiet. Oh, Look at her face. Because I'd watched quite a bit of the, you know, the pre... I, I'd watched the nuclear trailer about 19 times. So, you oh, know, so a like... lot of the imagery was burned in my brain. So I, I kind of recognised that like that like, straight away. Yeah. So yeah, no, that was the first thing of the of the trailers. Oh man, that nu- that nuclear trailer, dear oh. God, that trailer was so good, so See, good. Yeah, it's so good. And I, I, I'm a big fan of Mike Oldfield as well. So as soon as like I heard that song with the trailer, I was just like, oh, this is just tingles on the back of my neck. I loved it. It was uh, that was by far I feel the best trailer of the whole promotional run through. Definitely. Mm. In my eyes, it was, it See, was did, so well put together. You guys didn't get the realization moment that I had then, because when I when it clicked, it was like, "Whoa!" My mind was blown. <laughs> and I guess because I didn't watch the trailers, and I was so kind of my eyes were like too wide open when I was playing the intro. I was just like, "What's going on?" And I was just so amazed that I just didn't take anything in. <laughs> um, oh, don't get me wrong. I, I still, when I realized it was well, it was her, I was it had my head thinking so much. I was just like, "Hold on." Why was she trying to kill him and now she's protecting him? She's there and my head was just all over the 
place and i was like hold on but if she that's her she she went up in flames and went out the window so how is she now uh, <laughs> mother base with boss what 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 oh this mm. is very metal gear to paraphrase something i heard on uh i think it was the best friends uh, <laughs> uh uh youtube channel that i quite like uh they were doing like a let's play of it and uh like that first that first bit where okay so she sent in to kill a guy that's in a coma she ends up getting thrown out of the window on fire. Big Boss is so cool. <laughs> He's in a coma. She's like, it's the easiest mission you've ever seen. Go and kill that coma guy. Right, got it. Easy. I'll be out in two minutes. And she gets thrown out of a window on fire. fire. And you've got to imagine the guy's a command going, "Ooh, Big Boss is cool." <laughs> like, I love that. I just love like the just yeah. the sheer ramp up of like this should be really easy. And it just it just does highlight the fact Big Boss is just the coolest motherfucker that's ever lived. Yeah, <laughs> totally yep. agree with that. Yeah, yeah, he's as you say, it should have been the easiest mission, and she thought it was going to be easy, and yeah, <laughs> she ends up on fire out of a window. Mm. Uh, so obviously she- on, on the intro, uh, did uh, did any of you guys have sort of any inkling of where it was going with the whole make your face and then hold on? It's not your face, you're big boss, and he said we're doing surgery, but you still look the same. What the hell? That was mad. Did you understand it at all? Right, at the time, no. Like, I kind of got that we were making a face, and I figured that's like, is that going to be a Metal Gear Online character, perhaps? You know, I thought maybe that launches, Mm. you know, so you've got a bit of attachment to it because you made your guy already. Uh, The fact they kind of flip back and forward, and you're kind of like, what's going on? And again, this uh, little secret chat I had going with James Carr and uh, Josh Garrity from Cane and Rinse, we were sort of throwing, we threw about seven or eight different theories back and forth at each other about what the hell was going on in that intro. And I think all of them were wrong. Like <laughs> we were, we we wow. got close. We got close a couple of times, but I think we were all a bit off the mark. Do you want to throw in a couple um, of those, just rough ideas? Okay, so like bandage guy. So bandage guy's with you. I thought this was a Tyler Durden type Fight Club type thing. So bandage guy was just your own brain, kind of psyching you up and getting you through what you need to do to get you out. Like it was your own mind because he talks with your voice. You know, he talks with Big Boss. Also, Keith Sutherland's Big Boss voice. Mm. Um, that's exactly I, yeah I, and it's like that's, well, that's his brain and the fact that he doesn't really seem to touch him very much and he sort of helps him up once or twice and sort of uh, there's a line at the start where he's like uh, yeah we, we did it wait no you and then you kind of say oh who are you it's just, you're talking to yourself it's like what that's brilliant yeah what's going on like yeah. and it like and I'm sitting there just sort of twisting with things over in my head and then like there's so much weird stuff happens in that prologue you kind of forget about it for a while like yes. you get uh, the man on fire turns up and you get the the floating mantis child and like you're sitting there going what's happening what is this <laughs> well, and by the time you get to the end of it yeah you run out of your your brain doesn't work anymore like it's an hour and yeah, a half exactly, just yeah. pure pure Kojima like pure Kojima and you realise you haven't blinked for the last hour honestly uh. Honestly. Honestly. It, yeah. it, it just blew my mind so much that you, you go in that first hour it was just like bam 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 crazy information insanity back mm. to normality and then it's just normal for a long long time for about I'd say another good four hours and you're like what the f- mm. what we had all this insanity and you kind of as you say it kind of you kind of forget about it and I think that's intentional Yeah, I think they want you to forget about all the insanity you've seen mm. So you be you you get on to be big boss and crack on with that, and yeah. then they slowly start drip feeding you what you need to know. 
And I, I think that was most definitely intentional. See, on that theory, there's a few things that support that theory. I mean, I think I was leaning towards the whole game, the name of the game, Phantom. Um, mm. There's the the names. Um, I think we talked to me and um, you, Clifford, we talked about this. The It's all Moby Dick, Ahab yeah. and Ishmael. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And that's what the name of the T's two guys are. Mm-hmm. And also, in this, in the corridor, the massacre, where you go and sit behind that cage door and there's a whole corridor full of people and they just get gunned down. Mm. There's a guy in front of you that looks exactly like Leak the like. bandage man who gets shot yeah. down. And I thought it was him. Like, he died and that made me think it was a phantom because you saw him get gunned down, yet he then pulls you to the side. But if you actually watch carefully... He he ducks to the side, side, and there's yeah. two yeah. guys with bandaged head, and they they're mm-hmm. identical because you look at their bum, you look at the guy's bum, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's to throw you off. And so I think, as you say, it's intentional. It was very clever. It, yeah. He wanted to. The twist isn't that there's two big bosses. The twist is, I think it's the first time we've mentioned it actually blatantly. Um, the bit that you that you think that it's a phantom, and you find out that it's not a phantom. There's actually two big bosses. That's something mm. a big twist. Yeah, see, that's the, that's the thing. Obviously, it, it leads into that phantom even more when you have the uh, the car chase scene, and obviously it crashes, and then he's not there. He's nowhere to be seen. It's yeah. like, well, how? Would, one, yeah. Where's he gone? How's he? But then they they do kind of dip into that again because when obviously Ocelot comes to pick you up, he basically says, "Oh, my mission's to come and uh, rescue Big Boss. I need to get the man himself, and then come and rescue you." So if you listen carefully in that intro, all the information you need to know is there. Yep. There are, hints. there are totally hints, but like oh, yeah. you're not, your brain isn't ready to accept those hints. Like no. it gets the idea there's something going on, but like you can't, you can't pass it at the start. There's no way anyone worked that out at the start. No. And I think there's too much going on that you can't mm. get your brain around it at, at the start. What did you yeah, say? Like, processing too much information. Yeah, for sure. As you said, the, your brain, your brain can't take it. And it kind of, um, simulates how you'd feel after waking up after a coma, maybe. <laughs> like, right? Like, you're a bit disoriented. Actual... Stuff's happening you don't understand. Yeah. There's, um, there's big flaming wells. Yeah. Just yeah, that. Well, to be fair, nine, nine, year, nine years have passed. They might have developed those now. Like, you don't know. That could be, you know, technology moves <laughs> quick. Are they real? Is that a thing that exists now? Oh, cool. Technology. Great. It's like Captain America when he wakes up from the ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, even the flaming man, they kind of there's hints there who he is. Um, as you first did, meet you him get those hints. Yeah, did you get them straight ahead? Because I immediately I, like yeah, that's Logan straight away. Like, well, that's the thing is, as soon as he comes into shot, the the shot pans out from his legs, which are very iconic. Those those mm. armored legs. That's where they pan out from. So they. As soon as I was like, hold on, that looks like Volgin's armor. He's got, the, he's got the away. he's got the Russian trench coat as well, but that burns <clears> yeah. off. And so by the next and time you see him, he's got the short sleeves. More like, yeah, yeah. Look, it, well, it kind of looks like the sneaky snake sneaking suit. So I've heard people saying that they think it's just yep. a, kind of a personification of Snake himself, and that's because he's, he's got he's got the bullet horn that matches Snake's horn. <laughs> and so I've heard people it's saying true, that yeah. it was actually. It was actually just his rage and his anger, and because he absorbed all that shrapnel when he was hit in the in the helicopter crash, it's his yeah. kind of anger, kind of personified, and that's yeah. But it's not. It's it's Vulcan. It's really <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's most definitely Vulcan. Obviously, there is that extra. I presume we you all saw the uh, extra cut scene of the 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 truth to Vulcan. 
Oh yeah, yeah, the the story one, yeah, yeah totally, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, like I, I like I love that that was Volgin again. Like I was a big Volgin man. Like I thought Volgin was awesome. Like Kuabara, Kuabara. That's a really cool thing to say. <laughs> um, and like the fact that he just doesn't speak, and you just sort of see this sort of raging monster beast. And like again, throwing ideas around. You know, when we do like, is that the real Volgin? Is it a copy? Is it the same Volgin as before? You know, are his powers always like this? You know, was his powers wasn't maybe his powers weren't lightning? Maybe his powers were always absorption, and he absorbed a load of lightning, so was lightning for a while, and now he's absorbed a load of fire, so he's fire. You know, a bit mm-hmm. like Bishop from the X Men, sort of. Like that's what I was throwing around. Mm-hmm. I was like, I think it's the same man. You know, and. I think it transpires that he is the same man, but that's not quite how his powers work now. Um, you know, because experiments. And, <laughs> experiments. And in the, in the intro, Patty, uh, not to sound racist, but you get a you get a cameo in, well, not more cameo, you're a starting role in Metal Gear Solid. The, the red-headed... Yes! Oh, God, yeah, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking, the man on fire? Like, because people say I'm on fire all the time. Um, yeah, no, like Mantis Child, and I still don't know if that's actually Mantis or not. Like, that's I don't what think I they explicitly say it. They don't explicitly say it enough, and the powers work in such like they're so over like overpowered to what Mantis actually does. Like, I true. I don't know. Like, I don't know about it. I, I think I like that that one's left a little bit loose, and I think the timeline doesn't quite fit with Mantis either. So. Like I've not done enough digging. I've only really taken what the game and what the tapes have told I, me. But I would, I would say it is. Have you watched the extra unfinished ending from the Blu-ray? I, I have, and I'm still mm. not sure. I'm still uh, not sure because I, I like the fact they've made Mantis. If it is Mantis, that means Mantis is Ginger, which makes him. Even more my favourite now, <laughs> like because I always thought Mantis was the was super super cool. Like if you ask yeah. me to choose my favourite character, I'm always going to flip flop between Mantis and Ocelot. Like always, they're both super cool. But if Mantis is Ginger as well as a psychopathic telepath, like yeah, go on then. All right, well done. Yep, because my hair used to look like that. Like it was a mop. It looked like I know. that. Uh, every time <laughs> I saw, every time I saw the character, I would think of you. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think it's partly because I think before the game came out, someone mm, tweeted a picture to you, I think, Paddy, saying that uh, this is you getting ready for Metal Gear. I think that's what I saw. And just now, that's just uh, burnt into my brain. So every time I see it, I'm like, oh, it's Paddy. Yeah. We don't have a lot of ginger ginger people in games to look up to. We've got Huarang from Tekken and Crash Bandicoot, and that's about it. That's about it, yeah. No, but you, you, you definitely you you went through the transformation. If that is psychomantis, obviously he used to have long ginger locks and by Solid one, he, he's a complete skinhead. So, <laughs> wow, well, you followed the same transformation with him. Kajimus, what you do? All I've got to do is burn down my village, and I think I'm there. <laughs> yeah, <you're> done. Sweet, <laughs> I think I can manage that. Give me an hour. Though <laughs> um, um, uh, no, that said, uh, you mentioned that. Um, Psychomantis's powers are a lot more tamer than and then the, this kid, um, but it does talk about in the tapes about how the children he's talking about kids like have are more susceptible to the craziness that that he can yeah. portray or whatever it is. I don't even know how to explain it. Uh, I suppose, <laughs> and, yeah. And so maybe it, it, his powers were maybe more focused and and changed as he grew older because he didn't have that childish well, brain. See the way the way I see it is, uh, I agree with you. His his powers are tamer as he's older, but the way they explain it is that his power is related to 
the anger and rage of the, the people around him. And as he grew older, obviously, Liquid grew up like he was still angry, but I feel he, as he grew older, wasn't as rageful as he was when he was a, a young sir. Because mm. uh, obviously if that's him, he's been with him for a long, long time. So maybe the, over time that, that anger and rage has dwindled a little bit, which has made Mantis's powers a little bit less, maybe. Or he's grown immune to it. Yeah, it's become so mm. just status quo. Yeah, maybe he's just, you know, he's still a cool, super cool psychic, but his powers evolve as he grows up. You know, maybe as he went through, you know, maturity to becoming an adult, maybe his powers change mm. as he goes. Again, this is all just throwing ideas out. It might be a completely different person. Exactly. <laughs> we will never know. <laughs> Until they do Metal Gear Solid 6 and they just fit in yeah. another, just a quick mother story and then we'll all be upset it didn't finish properly again. Well, we're, we're, we're definitely going to be getting another one. Even though they've confirmed that they're doing another one, so... But yeah, yeah, but it's gonna be a pachinko it's gonna be a pachinko <laughs> machine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, they confirmed the pachinko machine. <laughs> oh, and the Silent Hill, they're doing Silent Hill yep. pachinko machines as well. So. Oh, side yeah, by that's... side. Don't don't worry about the Kojima Del Toro game. Let's make some fucking Silent Hill pachinko machines. Honestly, fucking cannot. What are you that... doing? Ah, uh, that was the saddest, saddest time in my life when I saw the potential of that game, and then the new trailer they put out, and then it got cancelled. I literally cried <laughs> yeah. I was so sad that yeah it's it's a, the whole kitchen. I don't know if we want to get into the Konami <laughs> no we'll it, it, it be here for is, another four hours <laughs> yeah, it's, it's heresy um that said though we talk about Big Boss being in a coma Big mm. Bob Big Boss number two Venom Snake he was definitely in a coma was yes. Big Boss actually in a coma himself I, I, I do believe he was but came out of it fairly quickly and that's why he said I've been watching over you for exactly. the past nine years exactly he's just been there at the hospital just but he's been looked off <laughs> yeah, because obviously, obviously, yeah just chilling out well because Zero obviously set up that hospital didn't he hmm. to, well, to, to protect that was the Go biggest on. twist for me is that you're you're hiding from Zero but he's the one actually put you there mm. that's yeah, late game man. twist he knows that was, you know you know it, it leads back into the whole the like at the end of four when Big Boss is saying about the, the, their battle between each other, him and Zero was just completely silly and stupid, blah blah. And it it, it kind of makes sense because after all, he ended up not battling with Zero because Zero wanted to put things right and obviously being attacked and mortally wounded by Skullface yes. and then ended up having to go into hiding and becoming basically a vegetable, he all that time they weren't fighting Zero anymore. They were fighting the AI that was put in place to, to take over. And it, it, was, it was the AI that yeah, was getting yeah. everything wrong. Yeah. It was Skull, and, Skull, so Zero kind of comes off as almost sort of sort of sympathetic almost by the end. You know, it's it's sort of grown away yeah. from him and it's sort of got out of his hands and I think you can still get a sense there is some respect there still between them. You know, they Absolutely. they don't hate each other really you know as much as they they might have used to you know and the fact that you have conversations between zero and ocelot you know you'll get conversations between zero and snake you'll, you'll get them here and there at the end you get that little mm. dump of a last few and like you're sitting there listening going so wait what like and again like i mean mm. the, the actual ending you know that broke my 
the head wide open, <laughs> the ending <laughs> bit. But like throwing that extra stuff in, it's like so they weren't really fighting. It was the the construct he's made that got out of hand, you know. And yeah. I've only really gone through the ending once. Like I'm, I need to go through it at least three more times to fully fully <laughs> comprehend what the hell I just saw. Um, but like it, it does show like a more more depth to Zero than Zero is very bad. He wants to control all of the world because he is bad. Yeah, yeah I, I really liked the, the the tapes that had Zero in. I think that really shed some story character onto Zero, which we never really saw before. And it did kind of, as you say, show that he had a massive respect for Big Boss as a brother, almost. And mm. he didn't ever want to see him die. He wanted him to live and carry on doing what he did. He He even said that we were both doing Boss's thing, and we probably both got it wrong. And he knew that from the start. By the mm. looks of things, and yeah, and, and by the way, but it it looks like as well. Big Boss was trying to do one thing, and then obviously Big Boss number two, us, was doing building nukes and stuff. And <laughs> Big Boss number one sent Snake to kill Big Boss number two because he was fucking up. It it's all a bit yeah. Mind-bending. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> the Big Boss that's really fighting against Zero is actually Venom Snake. He's the real aggressor in the situation. Because, yeah. and that's what's so cool about this game, the things he has to go through in in place of the real snake is what created him to be so angry. Mm. In, in a sense, it's not really Big Boss and Zero fighting each other. It's a, no, oh it's my not. god, it's a proxy war without end. It's oh my god, I just war. got that. Hey, hey, oh go. my god. Oh, proxy okay. wars are fought by proxy armies. We're going to need to take like an hour so I can go process this and come back. <laughs> <laughs> Big bosses yeah, you're aren't pro- fighting at all. They're, they're proxies are fighting. Oh my god! Penny, you're now. a pro. Well, that's the thing. That's you, it, you, yeah. can, you can process and talk. Go on, you can do it. Jesus, <laughs> man, that's I, amazing. I, I, think, I do think that was the the whole point, and he he did really with a lot of the things point at that. And some, as you say, some of the tapes and some things. It's in the end, it is all proxies fighting proxy wars, mm. well, and it's see at the end of Middle Gear Solid Four, it was. It kind of came out that, yeah, Zero had made bad choices and was going a path by cloning Snake, and he went down a path that no one agreed with. And But now it's saying that it wasn't actually him doing that. Uh, it was um, Skullface is kind of the really the, the big bad guy. The real bad guy of this, mm. this story is actually was dead for a long time. He's the <laughs> one that instigated hurting Zero. He's the one who attacked mother base um yeah it's he's he's the real villain of the whole series yeah <laughs> it, it, it is quite a lot of information to process and it is quite mind-bending when you when you sit down and like mm. i've had quite a while to process it because obviously as you quite well know i got to chapter two you didn't and bother playing any of it <laughs> Stop. didn't bother playing any of it yeah i stopped and well, you gave I, vader I shit no. about you gave vader shit about not playing Metal was, Gear one I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna bring that up. Thank you, Paddy. I refuse. <laughs> my my allegiance is blowing the wind. Oh, man, like, let let's not get me started on hiding real story content behind challenge walls. Let's let's not open the, that can of worms. If we want to get into it, I think there's actually real benefit behind playing some of that stuff though. Like um I but before we get on, I found some of my favourite moments there. But yeah, carry on. I did. Um I just want to point out, Paddy, I'm, I might not be ginger on top, but my goatee and my beard is, is pretty ginger. So My brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
There you go. Uh, sorry. Uh, so you fight you I'm... fight this war for me. Yep, sounds good. Hey, yeah, there you go. He's your cool. new proxy. Proxy war that <laughs> end. Love it. So so so, you, so go on then. You you tell me what you feel I miss from playing challenge missions. Well, do, well, we kind of haven't really stuck to our kind of timeline of our notes. Um, it's good. But it's, it's fine. all free flow. Um, there's like this is this is jumping right into chapter two. There's one mission that was so it seemed to me it seemed so pivotal for Venom Snake. This is this is the Phantom. This is uh, do we need to explain who he is in the in actual story? Shall we? Because I don't feel like we've touched upon it yet. We've just been talking no, about him on the side. Yeah, I think I think we're so used to avoiding spoilers, we've kind of been beating around the bush and not really getting to the points. Um, All right, go on, lay, lay it down. Lay um, it down. Well, I don't know where to start with. Uh, you're going to be here for the next half hour. Yeah. If, if you're listening and you and you are thinking maybe there won't be spoilers, this is now the time to seriously go away. If you really think, if you've really been risking it, <laughs> so right. We've, so we've the, snake, the two... snake of Metal Gear Five is not Big Boss. The Snake of Metal Gear Solid Five yes. is the medic from the chopper of Ground Zeroes. That's it. And right. also the Big Boss from Metal Gear One and Big Boss yes. is. From I loved that they Solid said that. Snake Two. I loved it. That was the, so cool. Because it explains, because everyone about the Middle Gear 1 are like, Snake, uh, Solid Snake kills Big Boss, but yet he's back again. They explain that, and that is, I think that is brilliant. Mm. And yeah, not just in bullshit, agree. he wasn't really dead, lol. Like, it's fully <laughs> exactly. explained. And it, yeah. oh, it's there was, so, and it almost feels like they planned it. Like, when you look at it, you think, man, that's clever. It almost feels like they planned it that way the whole time. Well, I feel that just goes to show the Genius. great imagination that Kojima has that he mm. was able to tie all that stuff together that even stuff that he hadn't created he was still able to bring it in and tie it into the into the canon story I, I thought that was just brilliant yep oh, he and did I create like... Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake he was behind Metal Gear 2 it was Snake's Revenge was the one he didn't do that was then right okay, told oh, to okay. he was behind Solid Snake so it was still his story kind of but even then it's still like thinking a way of making that canon like Christ mm. on a bike man Brilliant. Like, yeah. So, and, and and the fact that they don't reveal that to you, that point to you, that you're not actually properly snake until right at the end, you're like, what? But yeah, I really like how they revealed the um, which big boss died at Middle Gear One. It was just mm. like a little text in a timeline. It wasn't like a big reveal. It was just like um, tiny text in a scrolling timeline. What yeah. was it like? Nineteen ninety-four. <laughs> I, I felt like that was, it was. the. Yeah, so you know the uh, at the end of every Metal Gear game when you get the conversation with Ocelot and you they'll go, Yes, Mr. President and it goes da 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 James Bond like, kind of music, yeah. That's what that line should have been. Like the big uh venom snake <laughs> is killed. Well uh, no uh, da, 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 da. Da, da. They still had that. I I think I, I still really enjoyed the conversation they had because it was obviously um uh Kaz and Ocelot basically kind of saying oh Kaz having the ump and saying oh well, I'm going to go this way and Ocelot said well I'm going to go with whatever brother you go against so that explains why one mm. ended up with going with Snake and one ended up going with Liquid and I quite I, I just I love the way he ties everything together oh, he does such a good job of it yeah that reminded me of the dialogue I was going to say earlier in the intro when you first meet Ocelot when you first <laughs> go through the, the prologue Ocelot says to you um, we need to grow. We need to, you know, regrow or rebuild Big Boss's army. And he says it in a third-person manner. He says, "We yeah. need to grow Big Boss's mm. army." And then 
the next time you go through the whole little travel cutscene, and then you kind of get to, to Afghanistan, and then Ocelot says to you, you need to grow your army. And I thought that was always weird yeah. how it was the two different dialogues. So I, I listened to that a few times, and it was, it was, he said it two different ways. And you could just throw that away. But then you find out, you hit, get those truth tapes at the end of the game, and it goes yeah. through the real big boss, uh, Naked Snake, talking to Ocelot. Legend come and back Ocelot, to life. Jesus, yeah. And Ocelot says that he's going to brainwash himself and use hypnosis to forget right, yep. that there is a different big boss. Yep. But he needs to have a way that he can recognize the true big boss. Um, and and that's why his dialogue changes when he first meets him because he's just discussed, had a conversation with the with Naked Snake in, yeah. in the true ending, the true uh, prologue when you play that at the end of the game. He's had that conversation and, he, and so he still knows of the true big boss and he's just putting on an act now and it must be in that travel between there and Afghanistan that he goes through the brainwash to convince himself that this new big boss is the big boss. Mm. Did I explain that? Does that make any sense? Or if I just completely... That does make sense. And that okay. is no, further, yeah. pro- <laughs> further proving the point that Ocelot is the coolest motherfucker that ever lived. Like, he, he manages like, to brainwash himself so many yeah. times. He's so he's just so clever. He's I think the problem is like everyone's saying mm. it does, but in my eyes... Ocelot was the only true one genuinely going down Boss's original path. He led everyone to that end to big to the original Bosses. If it weren't for Ocelot, they wouldn't have got to Boss's original mm. fault and freedom of world because it's all down to Ocelot. Ocelot's the hero. He's the real hero of the whole series. Yep. He's he's also, the whole that, series. That, that is that is the way I honestly see it. He's also I, the I saw him described. Him. Yeah, I saw him described as the Severus Snape of Metal Gear. It's like, ooh, yeah, that does, yeah, that's, that's, that's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Perfect, yep. Um, but also, I like the fact that Ocelot, do you remember how he's doing all his backstabbing and his triple crossing and he's joining the Gru and he's going behind mm-hmm. the Foxhound? Do you remember that year he spent off telling Big Boss about sheep? <laughs> it, just, <laughs> he just, it just tells you about wildlife. That's a caracal sheep. Don't you go eating it. Like, I love that Ocelot just took a year off to dick about and tell Big Boss about nature. Like, well, he did that, and Kaz went and started McDonald's. So that's true. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, so he tested, tested his McDonald's so burgers on Co Talker. He's so so weird. Like I love the burger <laughs> bit. Like if, anyone who says that Metal Gear doesn't have its goofiness, you go listen to the burger tapes. The burger tapes <laughs> the are burger. amazing. What was the What was the final one? Like it was like this. The oh, chemical the burger. The chemical burger. That's right. Just made out of yeah it was perfect yeah. and Code Talker so it's like good. completely like this ridiculously old man like and he's like way into burgers <laughs> <laughs> he's like super super like ph- philosophizing and then he's just like philosophizing about burgers yeah, it's like, he's just brilliant it's, it's fantastic it's good but we could better back home <laughs> yeah. the only way you can make it better I just put loads of chemicals in it don't worry about it. Don't matter what beef you put in it. Just stick a load of chemicals in it. Yeah, the wagyu beef. Man, that's brilliant. Um, well, yeah, we'll be jumping around um, a lot. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's what this game does. I feel it jumps around a lot, and it makes your head do the same thing because of the mm. way it starts off the, the, with that prologue and all that information in the hospital, and then to that, and then to the other stuff. It makes your mind go all over the place. You mm. don't really know where your mind stands at any one time. I don't think. 
Yep, for sure. And so I think you asked a question a while, and we kind of got off onto our tangent, a good tangent. It's been good. Um, is that about? We're, we're good at that on this podcast. This so we love going on tangents. We, love do, we do it quite often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, was the talking about what you missed um, in experiencing? I can't. Actually, I should know what mission it is, mm. but it's the mission where you know about the outbreak. There's the viruses and the parasites and whatnot. Yeah, and yeah. there's the first outbreak in chapter one, and there's kind of this running sequence kind of that ends that chapter that you've got to do mission after mission continued to kind of yeah save the day um then in, in the chapter two there's a mission and there's a lot of it is repeating chapter one missions at higher difficulties mm-hmm. um Ooh. i actually really enjoyed some of them it made me feel like big boss but that aside there were also some storyline missions and there was one that you have to go back to mother base there's another outbreak and it's it's more drastic and I I saw this, and mm. even though I wasn't playing it, it broke my heart. It, it did. honestly did. It was very yeah, I'm emotional. No, the I'm I'm no snail. That one. Yes. Look at yes, us dancing that's around that's spoilers again. Jesus Christ, we're dancing around spoilers again. Um, I'm not trying yeah, to. So mission where the mode. yeah the the English language parasite proxy war without end. I think is the one it's called. I think that is proxy war without end. Is the name of the mission? Um, I think it's like forty-one right, or forty-two okay. or something. Anyway, so yeah, the yeah, English yeah. strain. Yeah, the English strain breaks out again, yeah. um, and <clears throat> it, it breaks out on your quarantine platform, so it is contained. And they send they send venom. You know, they send Big Boss in to, to sort it out, and you're sort of creeping through. And it it goes a bit survival horror at points when you're crawling through that. You're seeing like your guys was, are all like on the floor, like ruined, and guys are going a bit nuts. And it's like, oh crap, everyone's not well. It was you know? it was quite scary. It was like. Mm. Um, did you? Did, I got the feeling that this kind of Kojima saying stuff you Konami. I'm going to do a horror anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it did say you say that. I it had shades of that in it. I mean, I was sort of getting slight, not like oh, this is like clearly PT, but like it was like that feels like the way Kojima would like do a horror. Like this is how he'd do one. Um, well, it had a Silence Hill kind of feel. A Resident Evil kind of had that. It slowed the gameplay slowed right mm. down. You weren't hiding. Mm. You were just walking, and I just felt that I was being careful, and because I had no idea what was going to happen. And in the in the end, it wasn't you know anything too terrifying, but it just had that anticipation of a horror that has, and and that is it what wasn't makes terrifying, it. but it was it was harrowing on you as a player. Like it was like um, so mm. you you reached the top of the platform. Uh, and you meet the the, the scientist mm. sitting on the floor with his little goggles, uh, telling everyone he's I'm, I'm no snail, which doesn't make any sense at the time. Uh, but they explain it away that you know parasites get into snail heads and they wiggle them like caterpillars, so a bird will eat them, and that's how they go away. That's right, yeah. And he's not going to be a vector. He's not going to sit on the roof and get pecked at by a bird. You know, he's not going to let that happen. Yeah, he's going to get. He's going to die, and the birds will peck him, and then they'll take the parasite around. Um, but well, yeah, I the, the, the moment it gives you this. Seagulls, yeah, I suppose, yeah, you're in the middle of the sea, aren't you? That's a good point. Yeah. Um, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, so the, the, the moment it gives you the goggles and you look and you see that everyone's got the, the parasite in their throat and it's like, oh, crap, it's like, you've got to kill them. Like, what do you mean you've got to kill them? They're my guys. And it brings their names up if you look at them long enough. And like, yep. oh my God, it's it's Iron Hippo. It's it's Brave mm. Wallaby. It's, oh my God, it's Bastard Fox. Like, I... I've got to kill these people, and like I recognised a couple of the names as well, like because yeah. I, I spent quite a bit of time messing around with the combat mission guys. You know, I, I like to look at the names because the names make me laugh. 
Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure I recognised a couple. So as you, you you kind of make the realization that you've got to you've got to kill everyone to stop this getting out. Like you have to exterminate the platform, and these are your men. And uh, he, the way that mission starts, you know, it, it starts with them kind of going, "No, no, get away! Don't what are you doing?" You know, and they're kind of a bit brainless at the start. As you go down, they get more and more coherent, and uh, so your final guys going, "Oh, you really are here to kill us, then? Yeah, whatever." And they try and hide from you, but by the time you reach the basement. And you've got that room like full of guys, and then the, the Metal Gear music is coming out of a tape player, and they all stand up and they salute and they wait salute. for it. Oh my god, I that I was done. I couldn't anymore. I was broken. I had to do it, and I, I walked out and I just sat quietly for a couple of minutes, going, "Oh, okay." I, I waited. I couldn't do it straight away. I waited, and I think that's what you're missing. I um, covered is that do, seeing it is one thing, but actually having to do it, I think it adds a little bit more to. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I do see where you're coming from. It definitely mm. would have added that much, that little bit more, but I definitely felt the emotion of that scene. Oh, you would. It's almost, it's but, almost on a par of yeah. what they make you do at the end of Metal Gear 3 with the boss. Like, it, But it's like five more guys. <laughs> you know, It's like your entire squad, and these are guys that look up to you, and they trust you, and they know the that difference. you're going to do the best. And the, but the difference mm. is, boss, she knows what needs to happen, so she fights to force mm. your hand. Whereas these guys they just, are taking They stand it. there and salute their... Mm. their they are true soldiers. They are dying for the the better of the world. their fellow brother yeah, and the, the world. world. Yeah, and exactly. these, these in the same way, at the end of the end of Toy the same way the end of Toy Story three breaks me. <laughs> not not the bit everyone else cries at the bit where they're in the blast furnace and they all give up and they all hold hands and accept it. Like I was a wreck in the cinema. I was gushing. Uh, I was gushing tears. Yeah. So by the time the bit that you're supposed to get sad at come up, I was all cried out. I was just sitting there broken <laughs> well, in Honestly, I can't cry anymore. Um, but yeah, no, I it, it that mission like that that was one of the most the hardest things I've had to do in a video game. Like just one of the absolute like to the bone. Like the end of Metal Gear Three, uh, the real ending of a game called Near that you might have played. Um, I really want to play it. I really want to oh play it. Oh my but god! It's really hard to get in New Zealand. Oh shit! Of course it is. It's it's so worth it. It is send, one of my favourite games of that generation, bar none. Like it send, starts off a bit jank, and you don't. Ex- yeah, you, I, I might. It's region free. <laughs> I might be able to do that. Um, it is jank, but by the end, like you are so attached and you are so and it does stuff. And I'm not going to say a word because it's going to ruin it. It does stuff that yeah. will, could break you. It broke me. It broke me I to the point where I'm brilliant. never going to. I'm never going to play that game again because that ending was so affecting. Like I'm going to keep that and like that, that's my memory of it and. Yeah, good. Do you know, in a way, I think that might happen with Phantom Pain as well. I'm not sure if I want to go back and do it again. I feel like I've done the story now, and it's not a short game, you know. It's not like, you know, Metal Gear's, you know, one through four, you can just blast through them in a weekend. Like, you couldn't do this in a weekend. Like, this is a commitment of a game. Um, yeah, heck yeah. And I, I love the end, like, I love, like, the the missions you get at the end, you know, be it the, the story missions in Chapter 2 and also the, uh, the, the repeated, you know, harder versions which admittedly i haven't done all of because some of them are just like missions that i struggle that normally and it's like i'm not doing that total stealth you can piss right off um have you, did you try this a helanthropus i did it uh, i did them all did you do oh did my you god you should do the challenge one as well yeah yeah the number 50 well, well done. done i mean i remember doing the um the quiet fight on hard was pretty hard because um, you were just getting cracked in one hit, uh, but we'll come back to her in a bit. But like a lot of those missions were like tough. Like, but I felt really good when I beat them. Well, that's, like, that's what I, I mean like, about the highs and lows. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it was, it was a struggle beating them. But when you do it, you just sort of put the controller down, just punch the air. Like, God, I'm better than you, video game. 
Yeah, <laughs> and it really makes you feel like Big Boss. Like, like when I take it out quiet, when she's getting you, killing you one hit kills, and you're <coughs> out stealthing her, and you're out, mm. she's like this super ninja sniper lady, and you're taking her out. I tried uh, fifteen odd times, maybe. Yeah, and then I got my routine down, and we beat her, and it was such a satisfying feeling. It was like being beating Ornstein and Smo, uh, mm. no leveling. Right? Yeah, yep. Or even the first time you do it, you're like, yes. Well, I, I, yeah, the first time I did that, I think my controller went up in the air. And I just stood up in the middle of the front room, praise the sun. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's Ornstein and Smo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, see, I, I did that at, at no leveling, um, starting level, starting gear run, Ornstein oh. and Smo. And oh well, yeah, was, I've, yeah, I've I've won my one bro run. Got I think we beat me and CJ were co-oping a one bro run, and we got to Ornstein Snow. We beat it on my save, and we just couldn't do it on his. My noodle arms were happening, and we just couldn't do it. We could yeah, not do arms, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, noodle, noodle arms is like yeah, perfect competence on my game, an absolute failure on his. It was it was it was beautiful. Well, yeah, see, I I did it with no no summon, just me uh, starting as the knight, I think, with the long sword, starting okay. gear, starting level. You could upgrade your gear, that's it. Rough. And so I Rough. couldn't actually have all my armor on because I couldn't roll with it. Yep. So, mm-hmm. um, and I did it. Oh, man, I did that, it. That Dark Souls Wombro runs are all about the Reinforced Club. Oh, that thing's a beast. Oh, yeah, um, but you also But look at us talking about well. Dark Souls. Look what happened. We're talking about Dark Souls. Speaking of that, I just played Dark Souls 3. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah that, that, it's in your mind. <laughs> we hate you for it. <laughs> um... Anyway, the good feelings. Um, so I actually kind of like that you replay some of them. Um, I got because yeah, I, I S ranked a couple of them because I I knew them. I, I know this area, you know, and you you can mm. be stealthy because you know how it's laid out and know how it works. Um, yeah, and particularly actually, the ones I, where you have to do it total stealth, you probably will S rank it, you know, if you know what you're doing. Well, yeah, <laughs> you have to. That's the um, point. You know? Um. And I got I got the angriest I've ever been at a game with doing some of them. There was the one where you got a um, there's the weapon, um, the sales guy. What do you call him? The, the sales guy. The weapon guy. Uh, oh, I can't forget the name. The arms. The arms, arms dealer. dealer. The arms weapon dealer, guy. Seller, right. <laughs> um, yeah, I. Yeah. You got to. He comes to visit. It's a commander. You got to kill the commander. And the first time through, I actually uh, yeah, extracted yeah, I both of them. Man. But this is you can't be seen. And I had a perfect track in. I could get in there and listen to conversation. But the problem is the checkpoint. There was no checkpoint. Is that you would restart the mission Ooh. at the helicopter. Two kilometers away. It drove me mental. I got so angry at having to redo it. And you get spotted so easily. Um, but I ended up misranking it. I ended up doing it. And it was good. I felt good. <laughs> I remember doing the mission where you have to extract the four um, the four Walker gears from that encampment. Oh, and I, I hated tried a few that times. Oh no, that was amazing! Total stealth on that. There was a trick to that that I worked out and felt like an absolute genius. Right, I total stealth that. The only weapon I used was grenades and like explosive grenades, not even stun grenades. So what you do is you basically run around the entire village. You run around the whole perimeter, and you notice it's kind of built on a mountain that's got an yeah. overhang. Go mm. to the top of the overhang. You can yeah, look down and see the walker gears, and I just literally went, right, grenade, 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 mission comes up, one, two, three, four, and just left. Total stealth, <laughs> nailed it with grenades. It, I, I, I ran around uh, thinking, I'm the cleverest man who's ever lived. 
D-Dog awesome. running beside me going, good job, good, well done, yeah, yeah, running alongside with his big <laughs> yeah, silly see, dog face. I ran up there uh, and the, the guard looked up and spotted me and then I was like, oh. and so I, I got really frustrated on that one as well because I kept trying to sneak in, I'd get halfway, I was up to the last one and a guard spotted me and I was like, I'm, I'm done. Airstrike. Yep. <laughs> Just destroyed the base. <laughs> Walked off. <laughs> Just, yeah. Rinse them. Um, completely wiped them I'll out. I'll take and my A rank. Off. Yeah. I don't need the S rank. I'll, I'll just stand here and spend GMP until my problem is solved. Yep. I got an A. Got an A. That's, that's pretty good. Good that's enough. Quick. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So you see, so saying that, actually, you just mentioned in GMP. I was just there. What 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 are your thoughts on sort of the whole building of mother base? Oh, good segue. I like that. Good segue. Pro. <laughs> um Mother Base. <laughs> okay, so I as a man who tries to take his time with this sort of thing, I like to do side quests, I don't mm. like to leave things undone. Uh, to a point anyway. Um I was naturally doing quite a few side quests and I was, you know, getting the materials to upgrade stuff quite quickly. Like, I found, I didn't find that base building, you know, and upgrading your base and, and buying weapons, I didn't find that to be a drag at any point, apart from possibly near the end, when I was trying to get everything built, and mm. you need basically every fuel resources that's ever been made, ever. Like, yeah, I don't know why they made four. that one. Yeah, they made that one, the critical one, for basically every platform, and you needed nearly 50,000 of it. For each platform. And it's like, yeah. I didn't mind the time it would take to build the platform, but it's like 50,000 is going to take me a long time. And I think I got really close. I had one platform left to build when I finished the game. I was like, you know what? I've done enough. I'm going to finish it now. Um, oh, oh, is that the, the final fourth platform of each platform? Yeah. I think to do yeah. to trigger the ending, I think you've only got to build the fourth platform of the middle one. I think the external ones don't count. Because I oh, okay. I know there was like a list of like this is what you need to do. I think you sent it to me, the list of like here's what you unlock mm. the real, you know, the final truth mission, you know. And I didn't do most of that. Like a lot of that came quite naturally, like, you know, level up, get quiet sending, yep, that's fine, done all that, no problem. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um and it was like level up mother base fully. I was like, surely not. And it, the mission unlocked way before that. I was like, Oh, well maybe not then, you know. Maybe it just went in the middle bit, I don't know. Um but like mm. the, the only Yeah, maybe maybe as you say, maybe it just mm. meant um each individual arm off of off of your main piece then maybe yeah um but the only mm. the only base building bit that i didn't get into was uh fobs like because the servers were so bad at launch they just didn't oh, yeah. freaking work yeah i would just say nope play offline at the start every time because it tried to launch the tutorial uh mission on how to do fobs you do the one that's an actual story mission uh and then it tries to give you a tutorial like oh try and invade one of your own platforms cool and it just it crashed and it crashed and it crashed and it crashed and yeah. it crashed. I was like, you know what? And because every time you load the game, it tries to chuck you into the tutorial as well. And because it was crashing, I couldn't progress. I was like, right, fuck it. I'm done. Don't need to FOB, thanks. And I saw a couple of horror stories from um, from Jeremy Greer. Uh, actually put a couple of pictures up of just, you know, hey, this went really well. And just like loads of resources lost. And I'm like, you know what? I don't need that. I'll turn it off, thanks. <laughs> no, even, yeah, I, I basically from day one decided that I wasn't going to be doing any FOB stuff and I, I ran offline from the moment I started the game. Yeah. So but the, I didn't do it out of I didn't do it out of an indignation of the of the the idea of it. I just I just it just wasn't working and by the time I got to a point where I could do it, I was like, well, I kind of need those fuel resources. You know, some 
bastard comes along and steals <laughs> them all, like I'm going to be quite upset. And I was quite enjoying the game anyway, you know. And, and I think online, yeah. I generally don't play a lot of things competitively online because basically every other person you meet competitively is a dick. Like <laughs> they know what they're doing. They're going to hit you with every trick that you don't know about. You know, it happened in Destiny the other day. I'm running around and I'm getting shotgunned left, right, and center. It's like, will you just give me five minutes to learn what I'm doing mm. before you just pound me into the floor? Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I just be someone I just who's a pro. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. There's something he knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to have full guns. He's going to just turn up, snipe me from halfway across the map, and then you know find a way to dance around my corpse, even though that isn't there. While stealing fifty percent of all resources you've gathered over the entire game, exactly. And the only way to get them back is to invade someone else, and their base is probably way better than mine. And do you know what? I didn't. I just didn't see the appeal in that particular side of it. Um, I, yeah. I, it wasn't for me. The rest of the base building, I thought was fine, and I really enjoyed running around Mother Base itself. Um, I would hand over controls to to Laura. Uh, we'd put on the the background tapes, and that's when I listened. We've listened to every single tape. Like we'd put them on and just run around the base, um, just saying hello to your soldiers. Um, they walk up, they go, "Hey, boss." You, know, you saying that about the tapes? I absolutely love the soundtrack. I'm quite quite a fan of sort of the eighty stuff, mm. and I didn't realise until sort of later into the game that all those tracks are all covers, aren't they? They're, they're, none of them are the original artists. What? Sure yeah. not. Yeah. I know that no, the yeah. I know that the the man who sold the world is the Meteor cover, but no, they're all authentic. I know Final Countdown better than I know my own brain. Like that is Final well, Countdown. Maybe I've been led and to lie to. Sure, I think someone's lied to. Sure, David got credited. Yeah, it's it's the Meteor it's the Meteor version of it. It's Meteor version yeah. that they're, they're using. Yeah, I'm not very good at music, which is why it's um, a bit ethereal and weird. The the. The benefit of the FOB, though, what I did is I found I got all my base little pieces and different um, facilities up to level three. And as you're saying earlier, it's just ridiculous to get to four, uh, to mm. rank four. But if the FOB, it's really cheap because it's down on level one, but it also increases the capacity of your different teams. Yeah, I did. So I, I did build the first. I built the first one of the FOB. It upped the capacity by like twenty per platform, and then I never touched it again. Yeah, see, I just kept upgrading the that um, to increase my my squad sizes. Okay, did you get invaded much? Or I've never seen it been invaded. I've never tried. What? When I, on my birthday, when <laughs> that's I, probably because the servers were broke as fuck. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's interesting. Talk about online though. The Metal Gear Online works really well. I've been kicked a couple of times, but it's actually really fun. Oh, I've, I've not had a chance to dip in. Yeah, since uh, since Destiny Taken King came out, I just haven't had the time these days, you know. But I do want to get into it soon. I really do. I wonder want why that is. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know nothing about that at all. I don't know. The, what the is Destiny? Destiny? I have well, never what played is this. <laughs> I've never heard of it. Oh, and I, do you know, I was talking to you earlier on about times. So I rechecked it. I'm actually at 520 hours. Oh my god! Oops. <laughs> Wow. I forgot to tally up my other two characters. I was just looking at one character. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Jesus. Who has but, time? <laughs> yeah, um, the, the Middle Gear Online is really fun. Um, they've really played with, because it's obviously like a shooter, and it's a third-person shooter with first-person elements, but there's some really cool concepts they've thrown in it. Like, the buddy system's really cool. Like, you can salute to someone, and they salute back, and you can kind of, they, if they spot someone, they pop on your radar, and you can really work as a team. Uh, me and Morbid yeah. Beard from Twitter, um, we had a little run around last weekend. Actually, when because we, we couldn't record last Saturday morning, I jumped on with him and played uh, Metal Gear Online. Cool. Um, 
Yeah, I've I've heard it's quite cool, like because I've I've heard that you can get turnarounds in in the battles quite easy. Where whereas say some one person has a hit list and they have say six tickets or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, and can. you could be losing, and then if that person gets fortuned, that you oh. get those six tickets back to your team, so you can completely turn over over the map. Yes, which which I think is quite cool. It's, it's a very cool concept. It kind of does it just changes that death match kind of. Um, gameplay like it's just a little tweak but it's just it does change it because then you can start being a bit stealthy i was talk- talking to more and more with beard about it though it, was, um, it does seem like right now everyone's kind of in there just to run and shoot whereas it does shine metal gear mechanics when people are actually being sneaky whereas it's kind of just mm. a running gun at the moment and and it, we work we're, mm. we're kind of hoping that it will tame down and last night i jumped on and it has like already it's there's i played some good matches there's different there's there's the death match which has the tickets then there's um, Cloak and Dagger, and one team has no weapons, although as you upgrade, you can unlock like the Sleep Gun okay. and a few other little accessories, but you can't you can't kill using guns. There's, you've got no shooty-shooty guns. No shooty-shooty no shooty guns. Okay. Then the defending, but you're, all, you're permanently cloaked. You have invisibility cloaks on. But if you get spotted, anyone in your team gets spotted, everyone gets revealed for about five seconds. Ooh. The defending team has all the shooty shooty guns <laughs> and uh, <laughs> are defending uh, these little discs or like kind of hard drives that the attacking team needs to get. And my heart rate did not beat harder last night. I managed to sneak through and get a tape and got it back, and it was exhilarating and fantastic, and my heart was thumping. I got past a guy who was standing right in front of it, stole it, snuck past them again, and then there's another defending team. Was you got to get back to like a checkpoint, and there was another person who used their their um, consumable item, which is cloaking, and it, it kind of uses the battery like it does with all the other things, and then it, they can be seen. And he was sneaking around, and I, instead of just making a beeline because he didn't see me, I followed him through the map, killed him, and then returned at home. <laughs> And it was just the best feeling. It was it was really cool. Like like the actual mechanics of the the sneaking um, does really work when your team. Whereas I tried that last week and everyone just died instantly because everyone just ran and shot and was running. But when you actually oh. use middle gear to its advantage and sneak and crouch and take your time, it and use your binoculars to to identify people, it is really really cool. Oh, see that sounds ace. That that sounds like you know it's probably better than because you've outsmarted a person. Like you've not outsmarted an hour, you've outsmarted another person. Yeah, I felt I just felt so good. Like um, I, I I instantly hit the save video, so I plan on uploading it. <laughs> uh, and like everybody else who's done the same, thinking they're the best in the world. Uh, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll try and upload it, and I'll I'll, I'll see share the link. Yeah. Um, it, the I, would are, I would really love to see that because that sounds really good. Um, it was only five minutes long, the matches, these ones. And so, you know, I'll probably only put like the three kind of minutes that are, are key. And it, it was just, it's probably probably not as exciting watching again. I don't know. But my heart rate was just going because you've got nothing to defend yourself. I literally yeah. could run, crouch and punch people. Oh, you have a knife. So you can actually, that's how I killed the guy. I snuck up behind him and he was being sneaky. He had his cloak on, but I, I saw him and I snuck up behind him and he was hiding at the base where I had to take it right next to it. And instead of trying to drop off the item and risking getting seen, I was like, no, I'm going to take a detour and take this guy out. 
and it paid off and it was just yeah that's really good that's really yeah. really cool see that I'm, I'm once the destiny buzzes out the way like I'm definitely gonna jump in and that has just sold me super hard like that sounds if, really good if we got like I was talking more with beer like it's you get the running gun people and, it's, and it can get us a bit chaotic um, the walker gears mm. kind of spoil it a little bit because they just shoot I've heard yeah. super OP uh, but at the same time, but if you had a team that was working together, like if we got, you know, us three, Morbid Beard, Chris from Chump Change Podcast, um, we all got on there and we worked as a team and we, it could just be fantastic. Get on party mm. chat, sneak out the dudes. Um, yeah. Sneak out the dudes. <laughs> Man, that's a good album title. <laughs> that, yeah. like sneak out the dudes. Sneak out the dudes. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I gotta say, like, I, I wasn't originally interested in uh, MGO, but it does does sound uh, does sound quite interesting to be honest. Because I'm not a massive fan of sort of uh, the PvP stuff in anything, really, to be honest. But that does sound quite interesting. Well, it's because it throws in. It's got the Middle Gear mechanics and the Middle mm. Gear. If it was Middle Gear previous any mechanics, it probably wouldn't work as well. But this game, the Mega Sub Five, is so smooth and so just yeah, good. And and it's more playable than their other ones mechanically. Um, oh my lord, God, yes, the mechanics are so unbelievably tight in this this game. It's just and so, <laughs> having that and having to be able ability to sneak, like even the fact, like a first person shooter, you can't really use like a um, a riot shield because it's going to block your whole screen. Um, whereas in this, it's third person, so you can, and it works. <laughs> Yeah, um, and so you've got the guy in front of you you can buddy up and have a guy in front of you with a right shield and you can kind of sit on his shoulder with an assault rifle he's got a handgun you've got an assault rifle and you can march through doors and there's less chance of getting pinged and so you can <laughs> really work together and use the mechanics to, to your advantage uh, yeah fun times sounds brilliant some matches just go to go to, go to the dogs but other matches just yeah awesome <laughs> go to the D-dogs uh, oh, oh yeah which Last last night while I was playing, I died quite early. It was just the infiltration one, and I had a guy, and he took out like three people, attacked him, and he just used the dive mechanic and like tackled like two dudes, and he actually killed three guys who had machine guns in one room within about a space of twenty seconds, and and won the match for us. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that dive mo- that dive maneuver it is it is really overpowered. I saw it on my I saw a clip today, uh, and someone had overdubbed. Uh, a bit with a bit of wrestling talk. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> the opportunist spear, spear, <laughs> diving across, knocking people over. It was perfect. It was so well timed. It was so well pitched. Mm. No, it definitely. It's so. It's definitely sort of the best Metal Gear Online to date. Then, yeah. Because um, I played a bit of Metal Gear Online on four, and I it was okay. That. I never played that. To be honest, I didn't even know it was there. I also never touched it just because at the time I... I mean, I, I'm a bit different now, but at the time I was just the most anti-online person. I'd had a couple <laughs> of bad experiences. Like, you know what? I never need to play anybody else online. I don't like other people online. If I want to play a multiplayer game, I'll play it with the person sitting next to me. So if, I, if they act the dick, I can slap them upside their head. I'm sure your wife <laughs> and it's a good rule. getting hit. Yeah, we have good... We, we, play, we, we used to play Tekken together and we don't play it anymore. <laughs> it became a bit too real, did it? <laughs> yeah. Well, when you when you play as Devil Jin and she says, "Don't do the laser," and she knows that's my trigger for doing the laser. 
Don't do the laser. And I'm like, I'm going to do the laser now. And then she hits me and it's like, well, you did, you know that I'm going to do it. Well, that's the whole point of going in. Yeah, because he's got a laser. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to punch me. I can shoot lasers from my eyes. Um, but the ability to be able to tell someone, oi, don't be a div. Like, that's, like I, I think that's important uh, when I play multiplayer. Yeah. Um, which is why I never really got into it but it sounds like you know with a good team you know behind you it sounds like it could be one of the you know a really proper good team game you know mm. well up for yeah, it for sure Laura oh, has just came out from the kitchen and made the I see you gesture with her hand <laughs> <laughs> she knows don't do those <laughs> stealth ninja she, she, she heard she, she heard laser and she knew <laughs> <laughs> you better watch out she might have real lasers Oh, the woman steer! <laughs> I it pretty much is. It's just like she's just withering stare, and I just go, oh, yeah. "I'm sorry." <laughs> uh, <coughs> um. Uh, so no, that's good. No, no, I'm glad they they they've sort of got that tightened up. I think once the like, I know they've been they've been uh, a little gl- few glitches with the servers, but I think they've they've pretty much sorted them out there by the sounds of things. So mm. I thought I've, uh, what I've heard of it. Everyone's enjoying it so far, by the sounds of things. Yeah, it's good fun. Which is good. Um, mm. But yeah, just get back into the spoiler territory. It's, that's what we're here for. Damn right. Um, yeah. We're, 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 we've kind of skipped, we've kind of went from the beginning to the end. I've kind of lot, missed a lot of the middle section, haven't we? <laughs> right, let, 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 let's, let's talk Eli then. That's let's exactly what I was about to say. Excellent. Okay, so I didn't realise when I was doing the mission where you meet him the first time, I didn't read the notes. I didn't know that was going to be him on the mission where you meet him the first time. So when you walk up the steps on the boat and he's just sitting there in a chair, just acting like he owns the world. The king of the world. Killed yeah. me. I was like, I was like, oh, it's it's liquid. It's baby liquid. And I, I, I wasn't capable of words from it. I was just kind of making noises. <laughs> I wasn't ready. I didn't know. Like I didn't read the mission thing. If I'd have just looked at it, I would have seen that it was clearly him. But I just didn't make the connection between I, 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 White Mamba. Yeah, see, I did. I, 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 I guessed. Cool. I guessed we're here. He's seen the White Mamba. I knew it had to be something like mm. that. Yeah, no, I, I, I like what you said then. As you walk up the stairs and he's in that chair, you definitely have the the feel of liquid straight away. He's just mm. like, I'm the boss. I I own this place, and he's had that attitude for a long time. And he's, uh, I really liked him as a younger character as well because he's he's very torn because of obviously everything that's happened to him, and mm. he's just so angry against Boss. He just wants sort of revenge on his so-called father. Father. And I like as well during the the first fight with with the very first fight with him where he's trying to hit you with sticks and bricks and stuff. Um, he utters the line, "Not yet, Snake. It's not over yet." And I, I just Amazing. cheered. I was like, "They know." If there was any doubt in it, it's gone. That's liquid. Yeah. That is totally liquid. If there was any doubt, I don't think yeah. I. Yeah, I don't think I heard that line. Oh, that's, my God. that's awesome. It was right there. It's like, "Not yet, Snake. It's not over yet." I was like, "Oh, oh yes." That's so cool. And they, yeah, made, his, that, they made his accent like, so weirdly British as well. Like it sounded like Liquid would sound as a kid with that slightly over the top British accent. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. That accent's ridiculous. Oh, so funny. I remember seeing. I did the, the one trailer I saw saw for Middle Gear was one where you see 
and which at the time everyone was talking about the twins. Mm. Mm. So were you guys expecting to see both Solid and Liquid Snake in this? I yes. was, and then when it wasn't, it kind of made sense because Solid and Liquid in yeah. that trailer looked the same. And I was like, that's odd, they look the same. You know, it, I, I know they're twins, but like they looked identical. Yeah, um, just the same. Yeah, yeah and, and the, the uh, fact that it I is... Kind of, as, yeah. It, it makes sense, though, because it doesn't... Obviously, it makes sense now because they're identical in that trailer. And as you say, uh, Solid has brown hair. Mm. not blonde so if i would have used my noodle a little bit i would have realized that at the time but i was too too busy going like a big girl your brain just your brain just like yep yeah, okay yep yeah, sold les enfants terribles yeah and, and to be um, fair i, I like that kids. it became yeah so carry on. a lot of kids um hear darkens as they get older well, yeah, my True. son's is doing the same. He he's blonde, was, but he's, blonde. he's starting to darken down. I yeah. was blonde as a baby, and now as a kid, and I, yeah, darker now. Sorry, but genetic mutant people. Yes, yeah, sorry. Sorry, go on, Pedro. <laughs> I interrupted. I'm in the room. Yeah, all right. I, I get it. Recessive genes. Yeah, I, I'm ginger. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been having a long conversation with uh, with Chris from the Chomp Chain podcast about recessive genes because we think we might be the same person because we're sort of like the same things and we sort of play the same things at the same time. It's getting a bit weird now. Um, but yeah, of, of the both of us, I appear to have the recessive genes, which are really the the, the positive genes. It's complicated. Metal Gear's weird. Um, Metal Gear's a funny thing. All over the place. Um, and I like the So once you meet Eli and you, you bring him back, you know, you cuff him, you, you bring him back. I like that he's a presence on Mother Base for a while as well. Uh, I don't know if you guys yeah. notice, when you leave Mother Base, once you've got him, uh, as you're leaving from the main platform, if you look down, he is sitting on his chair on top of one of the buildings. Yeah. Totally yeah. just like head back, legs open, like, yeah, I'm the best. He's always sussing I you out. I think he's, yeah, mm. from that point, he's already planning he, what he's going to do mm. from there on in. Oh, totally. Uh, he's, totally, yeah. Yeah, he's and every, every mission in order. Every mission with kids doing stuff that's a bit weird, it's like, well, he's clearly doing that, but how? Is he killing one of the kids to kind of just further them on to get out? You know, like, again, there was a we lot did. of, like, bits of plot. Yeah, we did. But there was a lot of bits of plot that were a little bit kind of, is he, isn't he? Ooh, is he doing bad things? Is it really the psychic kid doing it? Um, and, and I like that they kind of, they got around the fact that he, he jumped into a Metal Gear and was able to walk it away uh, using um, Kid Mantis as the vector for that. You know, as he was, yeah. it's his will that he was doing, you know. I, I like that sort of vector in a way. Um sort of give him the chance to jump in and totally walk around in a Metal Gear when he was 12. Like, that's brilliant. I wish I'd have had that when I was 12. <laughs> isn't, isn't, that, isn't that any 12-year-old boy's dream yeah. to have a giant walking robot? Look, I just want a giant walking robot with, with, a, with a gun for a knob. That's all I want. <laughs> no, it's not just a gun, it's a flamethrower. It, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah like, it sprays flame. <laughs> I'm going to say this. As I said last time we talked about Metal Gear, why does it have a giant penis? Okay, Metal Gear Rex always had a giant cock. I've never noticed it. It always like, had all these years. a laser knob. It had a laser knob. <laughs> always. It always had a laser knob. So when everyone's like, oh, wow, that's unusual. It's like, it's always been there. It's just when he stands up, it's more prominent. Metal Gear yeah. Rex kind of sits down, you know, he's he's more reserved. He sort of puts a cushion over it. Whereas this is like, just stood up proud. <laughs> puts a cushion over it. <laughs> <laughs> so Lanthropus is proud of his gun. 
He's proud of it, yeah. <laughs> Look upon yes. my works, ye mighty, and despair. Spews flame. <laughs> Or maybe, maybe there's does, some, maybe there's completely some, right. Yeah, maybe there's some Kojima yeah. subtext going on there. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Rex is kind of he's like ducking down, hiding it away. Not very proud of it. Yeah, he's he's a bit shyer. <laughs> you know, like, oh no, don't look. Oh, I'm leaning over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a shy boy. <laughs> so, is that a solid snake in your pocket, or are you just pleased to see me? <laughs> right, it's getting weird. Um... <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a point that's on this part uh, on the notes that I can see here, right? So the DNA test, yes, that Liquid takes when it turns out yep. that he's not the son of Big Boss, right? Mm-hmm. That I sat there and I had that little part scene play out, and I looked at the TV and I just I just said bullshit, bullshit. It messes with your head. No video game. No, that's wrong. What are you doing to me? And that's when you start to get the doubts of like. Are you really big boss? Like it had been thrown around, you know, the mm. idea had been thrown around in my own head and with the other guys on the secret WhatsApp chat, but it was like that's the first bit where I thought I don't think we're really big boss, you know. Like cuz you kind of throw it around as a joke like is anything real? Who am I? Who are you? Are you even big boss? What's real anymore? You know, it was a joke. And then it turns out to be completely true. <laughs> yeah. I I I I agree that was the that was the point that turned me and I was like hold on a minute. But also, Ocelot says to him, it's very specific, he says to him, your father is not on this base. He makes mm. a point of saying, he's oh, not here, yeah. but he is somewhere else. The wording. He's, he's, he words it quite clearly, that he knows who his father is, and it is Big Boss, but he's not on this base. That's the way I That's later on, isn't it? That's the way I Is that later on when, when um, Eli's been put in uh, confinement? That's just so, before yeah. he nicks the Metal Gear. Yeah, yeah, in that, in that kind of interrogation mm. room. Yeah. Mm. Whereas, the, was it the tape? Is it a tape that they talk about the DNA test, which is much earlier? I think it is yeah. tapes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, tapes. it's in a tape. Yeah. And at the end of the tape, it says he he must have known we're up to. We're going to do it because they're saying that they kind of would do it sneakily, but and that he must have found a way around it because they still don't believe the DNA test, even though it's a hundred percent not related not mm. yeah but but there is doubt and I, was, I was like oh this is, yeah that was that was quite intriguing and that is why mm. yeah and then the whole uh, the whole part of that story as well at the end where Eli kind of takes the kids and just nicks off you know like I well, I suppose we'll get to the cut ending in a bit but like I actually thought that was quite a round ending I was okay with his story finishing there it felt like he was leaving. I'm going to go do my own thing now, and like you know, I'm, I'm of the opinion that I don't want to see every part of the story. I like to have some things implied. You know, I like to you know yep. not know yeah. everything about a character. I like to know you know I, I don't want to see the whole story. Um, Dark Souls uses that to excellent fashion. We don't know what's going on with half that world, but it's the working out of you know it's the speculation that's fun. Um, I didn't mind the way they ended it. You know, I mean, I, we'll get onto the cut ending in a bit when we're done with this bit. But like, I, I thought it was okay, but. I was okay with it. It was a, a solid sort of end to his arc. He was taking his, his toy and he was sodding off, you know, to go, go do his own things and be his own man, you know, and he, he'd got his resentment for Big Boss. He's got that well, you know, well cultivated. It's, it's worse than it ever was. Uh, and then he goes off to go, you know, do revenge his own stuff. Uh, I was okay with that, yeah. you know. I, I didn't mind that. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was kind of cool. Um, and I think part of the reason why Eli gets angry is because Big Boss is actually nice to him. <laughs> I think it's, you know, when, someone, yeah. when you're angry at someone and, and they're nice back, 
it makes you angrier. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that because Big Boss was only tried to show kindness to those kids, and you know he even was yeah. willing to go into a gas chamber to get something for those kids, um, mm. and quite did it for him instead. Uh, yeah, it's Eli's an interesting one. Like he doesn't, he's got that resentment, but it's kind of it's very childish in the way he portrays it. Is because what has he got mm. to be angry about sometimes like it's just kind of yeah but it's a really yeah, childish ca- way to portray he carry he carries that childish resentment all the way through because he's just the same with that childish resentment in metal gear exactly, Solid. Yeah. yeah he's still a big child because from- with his whole like crying about oh the recessive genes boo hoo boo hoo father yeah he doesn't let go of that he holds on to that for a long long time correct me if i'm wrong liquid snake knows from quite early on who he is and where he's come from solid snake has no idea is that right yeah i would yeah i think that's right yeah yeah, i think you're right yeah 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 and I, i wonder if that plays into the fact is that he's he feels that he's just been he's just uh a being a pawn in this kind of bigger scheme and so from early age he has a resentment he's trying to he's trying to make his own path and blaze his own kind of like history and make his own story whereas mm. really he's still just being used as a, as a pawn in the grand scheme of things yeah, yeah. no no I, I would definitely agree because it's the same with solid and it just takes him a lot longer to realize that i feel well, but yeah. obviously liquid was there yeah solid snake has no idea that he's been used yeah, as a but pawn. But he, he eventually comes round to that thought that he, he, he has been used as a pawn up until a certain point and then goes his own way about things. But I guess the difference is he's an adult can actually reason things out, whereas a child, he mm. just kind of go <laughs> becomes a kid's soldier. Goes off the deep yeah. end. I'm, <laughs> I'm 12 and I'm angry and I'm going to just take my toys and go away. Like, I'm going to tantrum on the floor <laughs> and you can't stop me. Yeah, but it's a 12-year-old <laughs> with exceptional skills and abilities. Mm. And re- and ability to and, and access to resources to to damage yeah and and yeah. uh well. psych- kid psychomantis <laughs> yeah. yeah kid mantis like that there's your ace in the hole right there yeah I I I think with out mantis I don't know whether liquid would have ever got to the point where he was I think mantis definitely enhanced him and made him more of what he was oh, for sure because he tried mm. rebelling a few times and there's you know a few side ops where you've got to go put him in his place and it's just a silly little fight where you kind of just smack him on the head and knock him out Whereas, stop it yeah <laughs> who, who stopped what <laughs> he just get out <laughs> fucking behave boy yeah, well there's, there's a cut there's oh, a cut I thought you saying stop this something else <laughs> No, no. Um, there's the cutscene where Ocelot Ocelot comes up uh, and he's kind of got a knife and he's threatening one of the soldiers and he just shuts him down with just one little kind of clip yeah. and knocks him over like Ocelot you're so cool like yeah, he enforces yeah. the the bratty child Ocelot's really really cool like all in one go together that was a that was a wonderful cutscene I really enjoyed that one uh, he's good though because he does he, he puts him in his place quite often and I feel that is key to him in the future becoming Liquid's right hand man I think because obviously he, he, he knows and respects Ocelot from those years past mm. and then obviously in the future working with him. I think that's where that respect comes from in the future games. 
<clears throat> the future past. But also, like, ends up just using him in the end anyway, doesn't he? Like, it's. Uh, yeah, I suppose Everyone so, yeah. <laughs> uses everyone for everyone's status, and when you start reading into the back, and it's always the Patriots, or was it? And it's like, oh god, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, to me. But in a good way. In a good way. I mean that with the greatest of respect to the plot. Like, but sometimes you're thinking, wait, whose fault is this? <laughs> it's everyone's mm-hmm. fault. Yeah. Also, not um, anyone trying to actually fix anything. The, the, yeah. So let's see. We've talked about the kind of the ending in game about Eli, mm. how he just kind of before that he's just kind of been a punk kid, but then he gets the powers and support of Kid Mantis. Is that what we're calling him now? Like, what's his official name? Yeah, Kid Kid Mantis. Yeah, Kid Mantis. Yeah, Kid Mantis. It's about to steal the the Metal Gear. And then we have a, a a third ending that's only on the Collector's Edition Blu-ray. And YouTube. And YouTube. And YouTube, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what are your thoughts? Like, because you mentioned, uh, Paddy, that you're kind of you're happy with this ending. Do you think the mm-hmm. the cut in cut quotation mark ending is is better, worse? Do you think it adds anything? Okay. Um, I think. I was happy with the ending I got, but I think I would have also been happy with this ending. I can kind of see why they cut it, though, uh, because the island, the way they set it up, it was like a sort of Lord of the Flies type scenario where the kids have taken over an island, yeah. you know. They would have had to build an entire other environment. Like, that's not a small task. For essentially, for what, one mission? Go there, well, find Liquid, yeah. fight Salanthropus, that's the mission. Like, that, and the way they kind of showed it in the concept art, that would have to be a pretty you know, reasonably sized landmass to make it of the scale that they seem to want to be going for. Um, and I can kind of see why they would cut that because it is a lot of work for a mission. Like, they've already got the uh, big elaborate hospital scene, you know, its own area. And even that was quite, you know, it's sort of small, but it stretches out for a good hour. It's just corridors, but it's the way they do it and the pace you move through it. Whereas this would be a full open island, you've got your full range of motion, you know, it's a... It would have been a fair undertaking, I think. Um, and I think oh, to do sure. it justice would have taken a hell of a lot of resource and a hell of a lot of work. to Plus to make another Salanthropus fight, you know, with more shit going off at the same time. I can see why they cut it. Like, it would have been another six months, maybe, before they could have got that thing out. Here's me yeah. guessing, because I don't make video games for a living. Um, yeah. But I, okay, I feel I like the ending coming, they got go to rounded off well. But that ending mm. was also good. And I really enjoyed the final part of that cutscene, where he gives Liquid the gun and says, Go on, blame me. Blame anyone but yourself. Like, yeah. ooh, that's good. And that's character right there. That's a character moment. If they'd have had that in the main game, then I don't think anyone would have had to complain. Like, that moment of him going, go on, blame anyone but me. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I think with that last bit, you saying it, obviously, it would have taken a lot of time to build it, blah, blah, blah. I think what they should have done is a Metal Gear Solid 4 style long ending and made that whole piece, uh, say, a half hour cutscene. Perhaps they could have, they could yeah. they could have probably done that. I I would have quite enjoyed that if they would have just done the battle as a a, a cutscene. I would I personally would have enjoyed that, yeah. but I I quite liked the uh, insane cutscenes of number four. I lo- mm, I, I loved them. <laughs> um, but well, I mean, see, we I already didn't... we already have an entire extra chapter of the Metal Gear Phantom Pain. It's called Ground Zeros. Yep. yep exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's also yeah. a very good game. Um, yeah. I so we could have had it, one. but it would have been twenty five quid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll get it. Um, I didn't really. I don't really see a need or want to fight Metal Gear again. I can't. Some what his name is. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, 
Uh, I don't. Yeah, I fought, fighting him it's twice. Fighting him three times was enough in the main game. Um, I, you know, people saying it's the true ending. I don't see how it's any truer. It's just a different ending to a different arc story arc. Yeah, absolutely. Like for me, the mm. true ending of Metal Gear Phantom Pain is the truth mission. That is the yeah. the true ending of the game. That is where it all comes to a head, and it's like, right, that is the end, and we are finished. Like I think, yeah, this extra kind of epilogue type thing. Uh, I, it would have, I don't know, it would have ended on a bit of a, not the same sort of note as the the truth ending would have ended on. Like, it, it wouldn't have been the same level of uh, impact, I don't think. No, definitely agree. Mm. No, the, the, the truth ending had a lot of impact, and I feel that it was good, and it, it, it feels bits of the lore that people were interested in. Like, it feels a little bit more of a gap of as to how they got that and what they were doing, him and Psycho Mantis, mm. but it definitely wasn't needed so i can see why they yeah. cut it it's definitely not a true ending as some people are saying it's just a different ending no. yeah i would have seen that as a stopgap to opening up another metal gear oh really the, yeah i would have seen it because the way they ended it it's i would have seen that as them doing maybe a metal gear of following sort of liquid and mantis maybe oh liquid and mantis body cop like that could be fun <laughs> just, just, just throwing about, just kind of being, be, being young and slightly evil. Like that could be a laugh. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, Grand Theft Auto Metal Gear. But, but it's a pachinko machine. Like there's, there's your game. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Now just some over the top music for it and do a trailer. We, we, we got it. Hmm. Um, you get enough points, the no, Metal Gear yeah. stands up at the top of the machine. <laughs> <laughs> to show his manhood off <laughs> to its fullest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Where have we got to? Where have we got to? Jeez. Um, okay. How, uh, how about yeah. how about yeah? What uh, so Salantibus compared to other Metal Gears? Then like this that's that's a good link. Yeah. <sighs> See, right. My my question was: if, all, all other Metal Gears were obviously all hunched over blah blah how comes they like they never went back to this this one could stand up was more mo- yeah it was more mobile I feel mm. than the other ones Was and he had a big fucking giant sword flaming thing how come I, I know obviously it's more modern how comes the Metal Gears kind of went back in technology rather than mm. That's, that's um, I think what, what, I've been mulling this over and I, I kind of hmm. a bit of a cop out answer but it's like because this is a newer game they want to make it look as cool as possible and the the problem is is that the two I suppose three if you include the Shagahod um, but two like Rex and Ray are super cool like yeah. Rex is my favourite like robot design of anything. Like I love the way Rex looks like I want their, their company called 3A make a like a Two foot oh, high. I want it. It's like five hundred quid, and I really, really right. want one. But I know I can't. <laughs> I never saw one, one on eBay not long ago. Oh, they look so good. It's stunning. Like, and Metal Gear Rex, like, is my favorite robot. Like, I've got a big attachment to Rex with it being, you know, the the, the proper fight from the ending of my favorite game. You know, it's, it's it's Rex. And I think to come up with an entirely new robot design, I don't think they'd have come up with something as cool as as taking that Rex because that that Rex face. Like when I saw that in the nuclear trailer. I mm. I believe yeah that's uh, I I was watching that trailer and I went turned around to Laura kind of going it's Rex ah, and actually hurt my back so oh, 
phantom pain became <laughs> real pain while watching that trailer. I twisted my back something fierce because of that Rex face. Like, that's how much I like Rex. Um, and I think... I like that they made it look like Rex to start with and then made it stand up. Mm. Uh, I think from a plot point, maybe they had, you know, scientists, you know, Huey, for example, press ganged into working on it, you know, and there was, you know, a whole, you know, area of Afghanistan chained off where they could build this thing. Uh, I, it's difficult. It, it's it's a difficult one. Um, uh, coming for, Actually, I just had a little thought, like, we, like, it just came into my head then. You... With, with that one with the Sir Helanthropus mm. that maybe he was that way because he was more uh, in attack mode obviously with his sword and whatnot. whereas Rex he he had his his, his nuclear railgun so he wasn't really designed for combat that's true that makes any, yeah no and honor, I suppose that makes any sense yeah I suppose Cypher under Skullface's command are just building whatever the hell they want you know they're just like right make it mm. make it tall give it a flaming sword make it stand up because it's cool make it yeah <laughs> make it cool yeah. whereas I suppose also, Metal Gear X is being developed as a joint project between Armstead and DARPA um so he, he he was just designed to be mobile to launch his nuke from wherever he wasn't designed to go into one to one battle was he really mm. Well, that, yeah, they kind of allude to that in, in this game, in Middle Gear Solid Five. They talk about how it needs to be, it's bipedal. That's right, would I? So, because of the, um, the rugged terrain in Afghanistan, so he could climb and get over mountains and shoot from other, other sides of mountains and stuff. Mm. But when he goes mm. into his railgun mode, he goes to his all fours, doesn't he? He goes into like a perched mode. Yeah, he, he, he crouches down in, in Rex mode, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, and so there is there is kind of an evolution to it. It's a maybe a de-evolution in the sense of he's gone from two to four legs, mm. or crouch down. But in the same way, for example, in Bioshock, where in Bioshock Two is a pr- uh, like a, a prologue, you're playing a big daddy, but it's better than the big daddies you meet later. The big daddies, yeah. yeah it's maybe the same sort of thing, you know. Maybe the the tech. Uh, there was different, and they decided actually no, the, t- the tall one had its problems, or you know, because it's being made by as a, as a black project between you know the actual government are building Metal Gear X. It's uh, they have to make it; they can't just build a big stupid standing up tall robot. It- you know, they they have you know they have to it's- kind of dial it back a bit and make it look more like a kind of a real <laughs> military weapon, not a big stupid robot. And who is it? Is it Huey's son works on Rex? Is that right? Yeah, Otacon. Yeah, yeah. yes, Otacon. Yeah. Um, the last thing that Huey built for Big Boss was that kind of four-legged tank. Yeah. Maybe there's that an influence? Because that's kind of his last Possibly. big... That I'm just well, thinking... Some, oh, of, the, some of the tapes you get that he, uh, uh, Huey puts puts Kid Otacon in the pilot seat of the Metal Gear he was building. Well, yeah, and, and yeah, and the, um, mm. and that's so maybe why... that's where Otacon kind of calls back to the design. Maybe I don't know, but then the designs go back as far as Metal mm. Gear Three in Granin's lab. You can see him on yeah. a table, so I don't know what to make of that anymore. Um, as far as that's it goes, a... compared to the other Metal Gears, I don't think it was ever going to be as cool. Like whatever they did, yeah, I don't yeah. think anything can match Rex. And I think Ray, particularly in Metal Gear Rising, Ray is still Ray's really cool as well. Like yeah. even though the first five minutes of Rising is is Raiden literally suplexing one of them. Like, which yeah, is the dumbest thing in the crazy. world, but you, you do kind of punch your fist in the air, like, ah, oh, it's so cool. Um, I, I, I think why they, they were so good, though, because you had Re- Rex was so awesome, mm. but he was very square and straight, whereas Ray was very round and smooth, mm. and that, that they were quite different in themselves, but very same at the same time. I, I yeah, 
they're, they're all yeah. Yeah. I think Kojima in an interview Rex, he, Rex he even uh, he said that you know when they built Rex it kind of made it I think Jurassic Park was around at the time they wanted to make it look a bit like a dinosaur mm. Um, and then you know when Ray came around, it looks a bit more like a sort of you know alien, a sort of alien monster. So it's like you know dinosaur to alien monster. You know it kind of it improves as we go. Um, and you can see that he's trying to build you know new cool looking things because if it had just been Rex again, that would have been cool. But I don't think it would have been as satisfying as seeing a whole new a new threat because we've killed Rex. I know how to kill Rex. You shoot the Ray Dome and then you throw chaff grenades. That's all you have to do. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then wait for it to get distracted by a handy ninja friend. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's Ooh. cool. Speaking of Ninja Friend, cool. did you unlock okay. the, the, the Ninja Fri- um, Cyborg Ninja's outfit? Oh my god, yes. Oh That's my so much god, fun. yes. <laughs> oh my god. Lightning Man. Yeah. Have you seen this? So you um, won't have seen this. You, you won't have seen this. You get, unlock it near the end, and you get it's literally the Metal Gear 1 PS1 Cyborg Ninja outfit. And when you run, <sighs> when you sprint, lightning flashes around you as you run. It is. Oh, that's so. Awesome. It is the least stealthy thing I've ever seen, but it's fine. Like, <laughs> I was oh, doing it in the middle of a sandstorm. I did it in a sandstorm, and it was gorgeous. Like the sand was flecking and flishing. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was perfect. It's perfect. Some of the outfits you get in this game are amazing, and the leather jacket outfit you unlock when you beat the truth mission, like that, is my go-to outfit now. <laughs> that leather jacket hmm. is the coolest. Like I want one. That is cool. Nice. Cool jacket. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's. I mean, that's. I mean, I've been saying it a lot in the last sort of hour or so. But like, there's a lot of things in this game that are super, super cool. Like really, like the emblems and stuff, like the Diamond Dog logo. Like it's just cool. Cool. You you speaking of um, leather jackets? Actually, I, I the funny thing in my head. Then, do you know obviously uh, the truth ending? Where um, he gets on his big boss gets on his motorbike and he's smoking his cigar and he's about to drive off. Mm. In the trailers, they showed that, but he had metal in his head. Yep. Cheeky, cheeky. There's a few moments like that that I remember from trailers thinking, hang on Mm. a second, that's not the right big boss. He had metal in his head at that. Also, bone. Sorry, it's bone, isn't it? Um, He's got some bones stuck in his head. What's going on there? Mm. Madness. But when it came round to it in the actual game, it was obviously gone because mm. he didn't he didn't have it, did he? Because it was the, it was the proper big crafty, so crafty, that away. Crafty. crafty, yeah, crafty, crafty Kojima. Yeah. Um, and and okay, okay. Speaking of crafty Kojima, um, Paz not dead. Oh yes, that was insane, right? Oh, yeah. again, I didn't know about this. Again, James, James Carter, wonderful James Carter of Kane and Rince, was like, have you found the secret thing in the medical platform? And I was like, oh, you mean the little cell where quiet is? And he went, no, try the doors. I went, oh, okay. And yeah, just sitting there, jaw open going, but she blew up. <laughs> yeah. But she did blow up. But she didn't blow up. Sort but of. she did. But they got the <laughs> other bomb out. It was uh, the ending of Ground Zeroes turns out to be a lie. They got the other bomb out. You just don't kind of hear that, and it kind of overlays it. Uh, and when she jumps out of the plane, your helicopter gets blown up, but she just falls into the sea. You know, there's some slight side blowage, but she herself does not blow up. Uh, well, I'm going to burst your bubble here again. That whole thing with Paz is all in fake Big Boss's head. What? There, there is a small conversation between him and Ocelot about Paz, and Pat. he even says there's no one there on Medical Bay. I can't remember where I heard it and saw it, but 
that's a, that's him going mental, him losing the plot. He he imagines that whole thing with Paz in the medical bay. Oh man, really? Yeah. Oh crap! I see. I hadn't done that. Oh crap! Never mind. Okay. Whoops. Spoiler. <laughs> Stupid spoiler <laughs> casts, man. Um, Apparently, it's, it's a funny win. It's a funny one to find because obviously I, I, I had done a lot of deep looking yeah. into it, and and basically oh, that's how it happened because she jumped out. She blew up, and then obviously medic dived in front of Big yep. Boss. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole thing—it's all in Big Boss's head. She's not there. She genuinely is dead. That's why he keeps uh, throughout those visions. She starts obviously. She's got the scar, and it gets worse and worse. And then she pulls her inside out. It's—it's it's all his. Me- it's supposed to be a representation of his mental state getting worse and worse. Right. Damn. Yeah. Oh well. Good job, video game. Why don't you fool me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is a conversation somewhere between him and Ocelot about, oh. it and he says, "Oh no, she she's definitely dead. Like, like we never found a body after the explosion." Is nothing real in this game? Is anything? <laughs> is Mother Base real? Like, is it? Is there really a Mother Base, or is it just a dinghy in the middle of the sea? And he's just sitting there going, <laughs> "I have all the men." <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it is like Moby Dick. He's been eaten. And he's inside of a well, and he's by himself, and he's he's imagined everything. He is Ahab. He's lying in the middle of a well, yelling "Pequod!" every few minutes. <laughs> Jesus, what's real anymore? Uh, wow. Yeah, it's that kind of blew me away. That, that there's a lot of that in this, and mm. I think oh, it's supposed that he's supposed to represent that journey of him losing his mind to become that evil everyone knew as big boss because no one could understand everyone was like hold on big boss doesn't seem to be this evil person we know from metal gear he seems to be quite a level-headed person who just wants what's right for the world Mm. whereas we knew big boss from metal gear on the nes to be this evil dude and this was these were supposed to be signs of him losing his his sanity and Mm. Going down, well, that yeah, road and to becoming a loon, breaking and becoming the nutter. Yeah, mm-hmm. having to execute his own soldiers um, was kind of yeah. That kind of illustrates him starting down that path. Yeah, mm. That that, Most that anger and that frustration of having to murder, well, to execute his own soldiers because of Skullface being a real dick. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. He he was so miserable just because he yeah. Well, he got kidnapped, didn't he? Bless him. And then had to clean up after Big Boss and all his missions. He wasn't a happy chap. Goddamn vocal cord parasites. Those vocal cord parasites. I swear to God, if I ever hear the word Volbachia again. <laughs> Volbachia. Volbachia. Language. <laughs> like, Code Talker had such a cool way of talking, but like I enjoyed listening to the tapes, but it got to a point where he has like, vocal cord parasites. And you're like, oh, just think of another way of saying it you're losing I'm, I'm, I'm going insane I'm going insane I'm enjoying this it's super goof but dear god the way you say that is getting on my nerves I, I loved when you kind of first meet Skullface like when um, Venom Snake kind of meets him in that cutscene where he's like come on let's go for a, a jeep ride together you, this is like the enemy you're, t- you're chasing and trying to like kill yeah casual yeah, jump in a jeep. <laughs> casual drive that was weird that was weird, Everything. and they're playing the big bombastic uh, "Sins of the Father" song with the, with the "wah" bit on it, and like you just sort of sit there and look at each other for a bit. Yeah, and the, this dude's talking about how he weird. doesn't like words, and he just won't shut up. <laughs> he won't shut up. 
yeah, he hates the English language, but he's like just will not shut up. Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> like it, uh, that was weird. Like um, and like it's great that it takes you on a drive across the entire map. Like in mm. real time, that's brilliant. But the fact that you're just sitting there looking at each other while the song's playing, just in silence, just like, mm, yeah, mm. all right, it's, yeah, it's weird just sound. try not to catch, yeah, try not to make eye contact because it's awkward. It, it's yeah. like scene, yeah, scenes it's... from a men's toilet. Like they're just trying not to <laughs> look at each other. Like, all right, yep, yep, yep. Ice ward, ice ward. Yep, ice in the prize, ice in the prize. Uh, nice, yeah. I I I gotta say I did quite like that scene because it it did obviously shed quite a bit on Skullface's motives. Because <clears throat> up to that point, we was complete. I feel completely in the dark of to what's who or what he was really, and that yeah. was a major turning point of to us learning the truth. So I, I quite enjoyed that sort of that. Long. He did talk a lot, but <laughs> I, I like a lot of talking. Oh, no, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I'm, it I'm good. one of these suckers. I I miss the codex. I I miss the codex. I really do. Mm. I just like sitting there listening to them. But <clears> I mean, <throat> I I liked what they did with the tapes. Like as far as I mean, I I love a codex as much as anyone. Um, mm. But okay, so for example, Metal Gear Two went a little bit far, a bit too far, shall we say? With the codex, you know, <laughs> most of the game was in codex. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I was okay with Campbell going nuts in the codex. That was fine, but some of them went on a bit long. Uh, I'm looking at you, Rose. You suck. You absolutely suck, Rose. You're the worst. Um, but like the fact that you could just trigger them and just carry on walking around, so you could get this backstory. You know, and I, I did it at Mother Base. I was able to listen to it while walking around and you know gathering morale and taking down the posters that kept coming up on Mother Base. Um, mm. I I swear to God, I like I I was role playing Big Boss as like an angry dad. It's like I told you <laughs> to take these posters down, and every time I go away, you put them back up. So I'd walk around, I'd find these two posters, and I'd take them down every single time because they would get they would make me angry. They would make me angry. Like stop putting the posters up. It's mine. Yeah, it's the well, the, the one on the yeah. um, control the command platform the main command platform is the Nime girl isn't there right by the shower yeah idle pass that's a pass one yeah fucking idle pass like nope do not want that crap up in my base thank you no anime never (laughs) I've told you Diamond Dogs anime is not okay (laughs) (laughs) but we like idle stuff no we're we're military men now (laughs) I will not have that because anime leads to tentacles and we're not having that. Codename Octopus is as close as we're going to get. Always the tentacles. Always the tentacles. No, not cool. Not cool, Diamond so, Dogs. Not cool. Another question because we know in Middle Gear Solid 2 um, mm. the, the, the person that the Patriots was at that point uh, they couldn't foresee or couldn't calculate for was Solid Snake coming back. And that's what threw the spanner in their works because they were just they were running tests with Raiden. Do you think that Venom mm. Snake or the Phantom Big Boss was that was he did he become the spanner in the works because they wanted to create two big bosses? That was their plan. Mm. Was it their plan from the go yeah, to another case? Was he the spanner yeah. in the works that actually kind of fueled a fire that didn't, didn't they didn't want fueled? 
Yeah, I mean, I suppose he was he exists to carry on Big Boss's legacy, so the legacy can continue, and Big Boss can go and do his, you know, actual important work on his cool <laughs> motorbike. Um, but I mean, by the time you get to the truth, you know, and you see at the end that you know he is, um, you know, I think by the end of the game he's worked out. I think that you know Venom Snake, the Big Boss you play, he's starting to work out that he isn't actually Big Boss. You know, there's the scene in the mirror where he sees yes. the creator character face looking back and he sort of sees it in the shards and walks away with a little smile on his face. He's like, he knows, he knows he's not real. You know, he, he's, I, I think he, he, he knows he's going to be his own man and, you know, make his own go of it. And I don't think they planned for that. I think he was supposed to just be Big Boss. If they were looking for their own bloke, it wouldn't have mattered. But, that you know, they were trying to mould him into being Big Boss with the hypnotherapy while he was under in the coma. Um, and the fact that he does, you know, end up going off in his own direction... I, I think that does throw a big spanner in the works. That does change things. That does muss up all the plans. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys feel? Uh, I really like... Actually, that video sequence was very cool. Like, it had a lot of metaphor and meaning in, it, in, it, in its imagery. Um, I kind of got... it. Was that a tape that he was listening to of actual... Act, the real Big Boss t- explaining to him and telling him the truth? Or was that just I think him? it might be, yeah. It was um, I, like ex- like something from The Man Who Sold the World or something, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it's kind of has that that dialogue saying, you know, you are big boss. You know, you've earned the right to call yourself big boss because of what you've done and what you've sacrificed. Mm. I know. It's, it's then as you say, it breaks he has that me kind a of bit. Smirk, yeah. and then does he does he run with it and take his? Is it his own agenda or is it his anger at what he's actually gone through that's led to him making the decisions he makes? Yeah, yeah. I think I think the smirk. The smirk is the I think one of the key moments in that final scene because it's it's him like acknowledging that yeah I've got I've got this army now you know I'm I'm going to do what I want with this world you know I'm I'm not going to interesting to to coin a point I'm not going to be a pawn when he was basically made to be a massive pawn yeah <laughs> yeah he was there to keep the legacy going so Big Boss could as we say go do his other stuff that he needed to do that he you know so that his legacy would continue without him. Um, and the fact that he does go off his own way, you know, and end up with two big bosses, like I don't know, it blows my brain. It does. <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's kind of like that the, the the superhero cliche that like the superhero tends to kind of create their own arch nemesis, their own villain, who's the complete counterpart. Yeah, so, Batman um, and Joker, perfect example. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, they tend to. Um, the, all, all superheroes it's, like, it's a comic book cliche yeah they seem to create or ha- yeah, have a, the opposite it seems that this is what Kojima's playing with a little bit is that they've created this this villain like he mm. didn't have to be but decisions they made to try do something good or but good with air yeah, quotation marks um, mm. led to actually great evil so in a way so the Okay, so to tie it all round again then, so the big boss that did instigate out of heaven, you know, and became the bad big boss was not the real big boss. So when you you get that idea that Metal Gear 3 is going to link, you know, up to big boss from the hero at the end of Metal Gear 3 to the bastard at the beginning of Metal Gear Solid, you know, Metal Gear 1, um, it's a different guy. So big boss is still kind of the noble hero. Um, you know, because by the end of Metal Gear Four, when he comes back and his body's been rebuilt and he's he's just a quiet old man, you know, and he's he's empty, he's done with the fight, he, he's got nothing left in him. So bastard, bastard, yeah. Big Boss isn't real, Big Boss. Oh man, 
This is all. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's all falling into place. It's. I love it. I love it. Kojima, you are a mad genius. Oh, it's, yeah, it's been, that's what I loved about the ending. It just tied it in, like, cause yeah, I loved the big boss. Like, the big boss at the end of four was the big boss we knew from Middle Gear Solid 3. It was like this, this, this heroic mm, yeah. soldier who f- did everything he could to, to save and do the, fulfill his mission and duty as a soldier. Mm. And you, that's disconjointed from the rest of the series. That kind of, that gap yeah. in between. He's this super villain kind of, I don't know, Dr. Evil kind of dude. <laughs> yeah, it, it legitimises villain boss and it also completely legitimises hero boss at the same time by yeah. making them two separate yeah. entities, um, one of which skewed off in a way they couldn't expect. Man, at, Kojima. At the oh, same time, I need he, to... it does the superhero thing and he Big Boss created the villain Big Boss. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I was kind he's of made, saying, He's yeah. made his own... Yeah, 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 I love it. Without meaning to, yeah. Oh. But that's that's why he he sent Solid Snake in to kill yeah. Big Boss. And so all the story about saying that because Middle Gear Middle Gear One is just bananas. That you've got Big Bosses running out of heaven. Big Boss is also running Foxhound. Was Foxhound at that point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fox. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Foxhound. I think it and was like, Foxhound. Hold on. It was Foxhound. Yeah. Thing is Foxhand, uh, he's yeah. he's working against himself. Like, how does that kind of work? Um, yeah. And and it was just kind of that just makes no sense. And then you think about Cyborg Ninja was working with him, and he was sent in. Was a Cyborg Ninja? It wasn't. He wasn't Cyborg Ninja at that point. It was his um, he was his real name. Gray Fox. Yeah, uh, Gray, Gray Fox. Fox yeah. yeah. Um, he sends Gray Fox in first. And he was he was real big. Bu- yeah, he mm. was real big bosses. Man. Trusted number one soldier. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I thought. Gray Fox. Because was it? <laughs> Peace Walker, the Grey Fox, he risks, he fights him, or is it Portable Ops? Oh, I think it's Portable Ops. It's yeah, portable he's, he's ops. null. He portable wakes ops, up, yeah. does a fight, and goes back to sleep again. And yeah. so he's got respect. Something like that, anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of respect for Big Boss. And so I thought maybe that's why he used him. He sent him in as a false agent. Yeah, it's all just me- messed up. <laughs> mm. um, well, by, by, the, by the sounds of things now. Uh, what has come out and sort of little tidbits is that obviously Big Boss had sent in them to actually yeah kill actually Big do Boss it because he was mm. he was building nukes and obviously was going a bit nanas yeah that's, <laughs> that's what I was getting at is now it actually instead of it being crazy the fact that he was kind of fighting against himself and it's actually mm. that he was actually fighting against his phantom so real Big Boss mm. is like dude chill you're making us look bad yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much. So he was basically out of heaven, was obviously fighting the army from Zanzibarland. He was like, "This guy's losing it. We need to." He's losing the plot. What have I created here? This fucking game, I swear. <laughs> um, I swear. This has thrown more spanners in the mythos, but it's thrown spanners at it. But it's also fixed some glaring omissions that I didn't even know were there. Yeah. Well, he's like, you you throw the the, throw, the spanners thrown at it, but it catches onto that bolt and spins and tightens it at the same time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> does a cool flip and winks at the camera. It <laughs> <laughs> shows a little bit of cleavage, some spanner cleavage. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just two giant cogs, just like ooh. <laughs> just a little, just a little, just a little bit of plumber's crack at the end there, like ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's brilliant. Um, uh, oh, was it? just it just it does. See, now we're it. now we're talking about this. I actually am finding myself respecting the story bits of this game far more. Now we're talking this stuff through and actually passing oh. out what has actually happened. 
I am left mm. with a much more favourable impression of the actual arc of the story than I was three hours ago. Like, it's suddenly right up there now for me. Like, and I didn't expect that. The fact that we're now talking it through and, and picking it apart, it's like things are clicking in that never clicked in before. You know, the, the whole proxy war without end thing, like, that's, that's blown my brain off. There's certainly a lot of stuff in there, very small things that can be overlooked quite easily that mm. are very important to the overarch of the story. And, you doubt- and it's, sure. it, it does blow my mind. Yeah. And you doubted <sighs> That's my commitment why. to Middle Gear Solid earlier in the recording. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> oh, where's that? The <laughs> um, thing is, as well, like. You've still so got to play Metal Gear, though. We've been talking for what? <laughs> two. We've been recording for what? Two and a half hours now, maybe? Two and a half Right? Yep. I don't feel like we've even touched half of this stuff yet, though. No. Like, there's so much more we could do. And, like, I don't feel like we've even touched half of it. Well, that's why it's interesting. Like, we talked about, like, storyline and talked about mechanics. The story, to me, in, in this, in Metal Gear Solid 5, is in the mechanics. Because I don't know if you guys have played. You can you can got this far. You can build a nuke inside Metal Gear Solid Five. Yep. I never actually did it, but unlocked. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm a nice guy. See, I, I never heard you, you mention this. If you disarm everyone else's nukes, you get you another. Get a, you, ending. you get another I didn't ending. Get around to seeing it. Mm. But the secret one that clearly right. isn't going to happen because that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, people have seen it. I've seen it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. They hacked it out or something, cool. Uh, I had no idea, but it's. I have seen it. It's. It's just the same kind of thing. It kind of has a little cutscene, and Miller does a little bit of heroic speech, and I don't really <laughs> like Miller that much. <laughs> um, but what's interesting about it is that actually that building the nuke creates Devil Snake. And uh, have you heard mm. about Devil Snake? Yeah, it, covered it, it in blood. Only creates devils. Big. Yeah, it only creates him if you haven't got enough heroism points. It minuses five hundred thousand heroism points. So if you're over that and do it, you can still say stay normal. But to me, that, that that's right. a further dialogue in the storyline of you can you you can finish yeah. this game. You're completely the storyline. You've finished, had the true ending and whatnot. But the games, the, the storyline still continues. You're still building this, um, this history or this the story of. Venom, Venom Snake, a big boss, the Phantom. Mm. By building a nuke, you're still continuing that, and leading on towards what happens in Metal Gear. Like, and that is brilliant. Yeah. Like, it's not in cutscenes. Mm. It's not in forced story. It's in you playing the game. And I think that's what's so great about Phantom uh, Phantom Pain is that it's the mechanics of the game are telling its own story, and actually supporting yeah. what's the rest of the series have done. Yeah, speaking of mechanics as well, like this kind of something comes to mind as well. So, usually when I play a Metal Gear game, you know, I like to play pretty tranky, like you know, knock people out if I can, sneak around them. Um, the only game I found that I didn't do very well at that, as and I didn't mind shooting people a bit more, was Snake Eater because I always thought Big Boss was a bit more fast and loose with killing people. I always, you know, I figured he didn't really have a problem with it; like he'd kill people if he had to, a different time, you know. Um, so when I was playing, you know, Metal Gear Five, I found that I was I was tranking a fair amount of people. I was still getting the octopus rank wherever I could, but if it all went south, I didn't mind totally shooting a guy. And and as it went on, I was getting you know quite merciless by the end. I was looking at a guy, and that's that's for crap. They die. Like you you didn't study at school. You die now. Like <laughs> oh oh, you're not very good at in your your best stat is a C in Intel. You die. Yeah. Exactly. You die. Um, Survival. I, I, I was stats. 
literally survival of the fittest. If you're not clever, you're 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 up the shitter. You're dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I found that I was becoming you know more merciless, more ruthless as, as I was playing. And then you get your ending. You're like, oh my god, that naturally happened to me. I naturally yeah. got you know quite cutthroat and legitimately was cutting throats yeah. left, right, and centre by the end. And it's you, you became that big boss. Yeah, it, it happened naturally, and that made, it made it make so much more sense at the end. Like I suppose if I'd have done you know a no kill run, um, I don't think it would have been quite as resonant as the fact that I did start you know pretty you know against killing where necessary, and then kind of ended up to a point where I was like, yeah, fuck it, trank them, shoot them, shoot them from across the map, dead. Mm. Bring a rocket, fuck it, shoot them, grenades, doesn't matter. Everyone <laughs> dies now. Um, yeah. And I think that's very telling of the mechanics actually supporting the story. Mm. It lets you go hog wild, but it doesn't punish you. For the first time in a, a long time, you know, Metal Gear, it's an action game. Now, I don't think it is a stealth game anymore. It is a stealth action game, and you can play it completely loud if you want. Um, and the mechanics are there, and it's not frustrating. Um, the best, the best amalgam, uh, the best um, amalgam. It's not the right word. Uh, <laughs> that's the wrong word. The best mirror I can see. Um, so you now, uh, Batman: Arkham Asylum, how it had the combat bits, it had the stealth bits. Yep. The stealth yeah. bits didn't make you feel like you'd stuffed up the combat, and the combat bits didn't make you feel like you'd stuffed up the stealth. Like it all gelled together as a whole. Like it was it a mar- whole they thing. They married you know, it together. Yeah, and Metal Gear does as well. You can go loud, you can go quiet. There's a hundred different ways you can attack any mission and every single way is valid and no way is wrong and no way is considered, you know, there are cheap ways of doing anything. Sure, we all dropped a box on Quiet's head. We've all done it. None of us are proud. Um, I've got, interestingly enough, when I saw the, the thing for that, it's like, take Quiet out without using like weapons fire, right? I took her out with stun grenades. Let nice. me tell you, that that's not fun. Like, it, okay, it was fun trying to work out how to do it, but you've got to get close enough and huck them blind over cover where she can't see. Because if she sees you throw it, she'll shoot it out of the air and it will blind you instead. Nice. It's it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I've got this, is brilliant. I'm going to be clever. I'm going to stun her. And I got her and it's like, nope, didn't count. Like, oh, come on, that wasn't weapons. That was stun grenades. That doesn't count. Wait, I did it with my trank gun. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, the first time I did it, I did it with my strength pistol. Like, did you have a did you have a sniper yeah. at that point? Or you do with the pistol as well, yeah? No, no, pistol. no pistol. Yeah. I, I ran the entire I ran the entire game with the trank pistol and the AR MS5, the gun yeah, you start so. out with. I ran the whole game Me with too. them. And I, I I went sniper and I ended up getting the the trank sniper as well because you know you do. Uh, and once you get the customization as well, it's like, well, I've got a trank sniper with a silencer and, a, and an adjustable yep. zoom. I never need anything else ever again. Like, and my gun, my gun was pretty blue. <laughs> yep, mine was blue because it was tranquilizing, and my assault rifles were red. Nice. So you can easily see what you've got, so you know, right? I'm in trank mode now. I have my trank gun out. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing. Color code your guns based on what you are. And I think you know, Big Boss probably wouldn't paint his gun blue, but you're not really Big Boss. So yeah, Phantom Boss does. That you're making your own boss. Your Phantom Boss is however you want to become. Man, this game is clever. It, it's really meta. <laughs> it's so meta. It's it's off the chain <laughs> level of meta. Like, I love it. I love it. And every little thing you think, oh, it's just me having fun. It, it you know, it can be considered in a way canon almost. Yeah, for sure. Like it's great. Um, so we mentioned quiet. We've talked a little about quiet. Do we want to talk a little bit about our thoughts on quiet as like as a whole, as a story arc, as a yeah. character? As Let's I do really a like bit on quiet. I really like Quiet. It's just the short of it, <laughs> except for mm. 
the costume. Okay, I like Quiet, apart from using her as a buddy. I don't mind everything else. Oh my god, will she ever shut up? I liked her, humming. (laughs) (laughs) I tweeted out when I first got her, the constant bloody humming drove me absolutely bananas. You just yell at her, Quiet! (laughs) Yeah. And she goes, "Hmm?" I was never yeah, sure if like, I was telling her to be quiet or I was just calling her name. Like, it kind of does get a bit confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I noticed as well, like, there's a few little things she does. Like, when you get her out with you on a mission and it starts raining, she'll do that kind of arms open thing and kind of just bathe in it for a minute. It's like, oh, that's a yeah. nice touch. And it was hours before I noticed as well. Um, I, it's quite, as a, as a buddy, as a, as a character in the game, I thought was brilliant. You know, as, as the, the sort of sniper wolf... Um, equivalent in the game it's like oh really really cool uh, and the fact you could unlock the sniper wolf outfit for yeah. her as well was ah, oh, yeah um, I put clothes on her as soon like, as I could yeah thing is right I, <laughs> I for me quiet I, I like the story uh, I the justification for the outfit was stupid but it's Metal Gear get over it um, but D-Dog was way more useful all the time no, I... D Dog was basically the Soliton radar on this. Yeah, he's a walking, lovable <laughs> radar who you can pet every now and again, and will sometimes walk in front of your sniper rifle scope. <laughs> yeah, see, no, I just I found know. Quiet. I just, I didn't like Quiet. I, I thought she was a bit. I don't, I don't want to say imprecise because she's a sniper. It was like <laughs> just generally shoot at these men for me, and it's like. Uh... No, see, I really liked her. I really liked. Her. I liked her as a trank snipe. Yeah, yeah. She could trank snipe mm. so good. I just like pop, pop, pop. I wouldn't even have to trank half the people because I'll just get her to do it. Yeah, I, I really, um, I got there as soon as I could. The trank sniper, and when it became silence, it was just brilliant. Um, but it was quite, it was disconcerting um, when you're kind of you've stuck up on a guy. He's kind of alerted, and you grab him, mm. and you're gonna, you're oh, gonna interrogate and just... him, and it's just, his head explodes. <laughs> Right in your arms, you're like, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> like, and she does that on, an, on like an, an S rank girl. You look at it, it's like, right, I want him, I'm going to steal him. And you go up and you choke him with every intention of choking him out, and she shoots him. You're like, he was rank S in research and development, you stupid cow. He, wa- he wasn't on the death note. There you go. Oh, <laughs> good. Um, Very good, good. Uh, <laughs> okay, but regard- regarding Quiet's like, story then, like her ending, um, like. I know we were talking earlier about the whole bit in the rain being a bit, you know, it was nice, but it was a bit weird, like, yep. to sort of show that they've got the attachment. Quiet's ending was so much better. I thought there was a so much better um, yeah. description of that. The fact that she is yeah, willing to stand there with you and, you know, fight this, uh, let's be fair, fucking evil mission. Like, here come every tank. <laughs> Enjoy. Like, I, I hated that mission. That mission took me about two hours. I was losing my yeah. mind. I, I was yeah, getting yeah. angry. But then the, the sort of the payoff that, you know, she she gets you, you know, you, you sort of carry her away and then you get knocked out and she has to save you by talking, you know, and ultimately dooming herself. Like, and the fact she'll do that for you. And you can see her do face for, changing. Yeah. Like, she's getting poisoned yeah. as she's talking. It's like, oh man, it was heart-wrenching. Mm. And the, the little tape she records and leaves for you and then just walks off into the desert. Like, oh... There's there's your gut punch right there. Like she's she's taken the hit for you and she's off, so you can survive. Yeah, it was uh, pr- pretty amazing. I, it, once again, I didn't because I didn't play the mission. I probably, it probably didn't hit me as hard, but mm. I still was pretty blown away by that. And I was just 
sat there in silence, just yeah, wow. And after the uh, mission just... that that was after, where you literally have to sit in that palace, the Lamar Carte Palace, the uh, sort of the open kind of like hotel looking building. Yep. Um, literally, what four waves of tanks turn up? It's a goddamn nightmare, and you're not allowed. You're like if you don't, if you're not ready for it, it's one of those ones that triggers when you do a, a side quest, a side op. Yes. Um, and it will checkpoint there. You can't go back to the ACC. You can't go back. You are just stuck with what you've got. So you've got to make the best of it. And it's a freaking nightmare. Like, absolute yeah. nightmare. Um, you're stalking kill and support. I end up switching some things around. Um, mm. I, yeah. I, I kind of... It I was calling. But the thing is, the, the point I got stuck at, it checkpointed halfway through. And I kind of... I didn't like the rocket launcher it gives you. I wanted a different one. I had to call yeah. that fresh every single time. Oh, yes. That was annoying. Oh, just let me keep it. Let me keep it. Let me keep my move. Let me. I the don't annoying, want the Grom. I want the move. The annoying thing was is the helicopter would turn up and it didn't checkpoint until after you killed the helicopter, and that was the hardest point. Yep, helicopter uh, was the worst part. Like, I, I got that routine down because I don't know for you. I think I think it's a scheduled uh, storm thing. Like after that first mm. checkpoint, there's like a storm that kicks in, like a sandstorm. And I had that yep. routine that I could just wait and I could fault in all three tanks in a row, pull back, fault in a fourth one, and then throw in, throw in a dummy over across the okay. rocks, pop it open, the tank would look that way, I could make a beeline across the, 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 the open area and fault in that tank. I could do like five, six tanks in a row. <laughs> uh, without, oh, see, that's uh, cool. See, what I did in that mission is I rocketed them all to oblivion. Um, oh no, it was too lots hard. and lots of ammo drops, and and right. So the bit at checkpoint, I got to the point I could run forwards before the tanks turned up, place down C fours exactly where they were going to be, run back, wait thirty seconds, pop them off, and it would kill all three. That's how much I got to the point where I knew where things were going. It's to funny. Be. It was so we both got very awesome. familiar with it, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, completely. Like you get your run, you do, but in a just different manner. I didn't. I don't think. Actually, no. I don't think I had a sandstorm in the middle of that fight. I think I was in the middle of the day, bright sunshine. Every every time uh, sandstorm would kick in um, at that certain point. Oh, so you got lucky there. Like you got, I think you yeah, got probably, quite lucky because that didn't happen did. to me. Um, yeah. For every, every mind you, some of them convenient sandstorms were amazing. I love those convenient sandstorms. <laughs> like, oh, oh, time to leave. Time to go. Right, time to run. Just sprint. Just go. Just go. Just go. Yeah. Go for uh, it. And the way that when you, uh, so that when that mission ends and you're sort of carrying her out, you know, you're you're sort of you're making your way back out away from them, and you sort of say, oh, there's things coming, boss, and you look at your map, and there's things like inches away from seeing you and you've got to kind of really kind of creep and you can't see a thing like, I love that I love that last bit um, and her whole farewell like it was it was per- like it was a really really good ending for her it was um, it's sad that you can't use her anymore afterwards but it yeah of, it's kind of annoying she's gone like she's gone and especially yeah. if you're trying to buy all the upgrades and she's like oh, but she's gone now can I not just bring her back no aww yeah. but then that would completely fuck with the canon I don't yeah. think they could explain that away Lol, it wasn't. Well, it wasn't really of, quiet. A lot of people were using the butterfly, weren't they? Yeah. To, 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 so they wouldn't lose her because they didn't want to lose it. It's venom quiet, honest. <laughs> <laughs> There's but another one in the wings. I, I actually really like using her as as a buddy. Um, because I just send her in early. She'd spot everybody for me. I knew where they all were, and then we just take mm. out. Like I think against Eli, the the mission against Eli we we mentioned earlier. I couldn't work out what I was supposed to do with him because he just ran away, and I was like, "Where did he go?" And I didn't know where he went. And the whole the whole village was full of kids, and they kept waking up, and I hear this like, "Punk, 
and the kid fall over and she just sat there like cranking kids just constantly for like five ten minutes while i looked for Eli. like where did he go i thought he ran around the village so i was like hunting around the village and i just have like yeah trank darts flying whizzing past me knocking kids out they were waking up it was awesome I, I, and i really liked that like i could sit in like free mode and i'd take out a, a an area and i'd kind of go into my menu and i'd start playing my menu and you'd hear a guy waking up next to me and she'll just trank them for me. And I just could. I wouldn't have to exit my menu. It was awesome. Just like it's like whack a mole. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, sniper whack a mole. And I, I yeah, I, re- I actually really enjoy. I enjoyed her as a character and the whole concept behind her, except for mm. her outfit. Yeah, I thought the outfit was was like. I didn't think it was good, but I didn't think it was bad to the point that the internet was getting angry about it. Like it's kind of a rubbish outfit, but like, it's no worse than. Eh. Most other anything made anything made by platinum or dead exactly. or alive, yeah. For instance, why, why, why they made such a fuss about this? What have you seen the new character they just announced for Street Fighter Five? Yeah. <laughs> why has the internet gone not gone absolutely nuns about that? It's it's no different. Like, literally, might as well literally just have a boobs just out. Yeah. <laughs> but the, yeah, because it's Street Fighter, the internet doesn't care. Well, yeah. uh, one of the guys from You Died blog, uh, one of the gavs from You Died, uh, put out a tweet, and it was literally a picture of the new character with someone at Capcom needs to just have a wank and get it done with. Like, <laughs> it's dead on. It's dead on. Yeah, like, yeah dead on. There is a problem yeah. with, with female representation in games. There is. Oh, yeah. it? I don't think it's going away anytime soon. But I don't think Quiet was as bad as people were making out. Yeah, the camera angles were a bit... Yeah, a bit pervy. But then again, quite a lot of it was on show, so you're kind of always going to be looking at it? Maybe? I don't know. I didn't think it was as bad. Like, does that make me a bad person? I don't know, probably. But I didn't think it was terrible. Like, I, I was enjoying the... After, I was enjoying the... the, the bro, about 10 minutes. Yeah, the, the comradeship of it, rather yeah, than... Yeah, exactly. I was, you know, yeah. yeah. It's easy to look past, to be honest. Like, I, I wasn't hung up on it. It is. It, really it, is. it does raise questions. Like, if you're playing and you're at late at night in a, in a dark room and someone, you, yeah, someone's going to walk in and see this, how, how am I going to explain it? <laughs> so, so, so say, say if you had the uh, rain scene of her sort of riding around <laughs> yeah. in a puddle and your your mother-in-law <laughs> so, looks in, how do you explain that one? Exactly. <laughs> look, she's photosynthetic. She's Ooh. basically a plant, right? <laughs> yeah. She's, 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 she, the water she loves the this water. is how she breathes and they just get that withering look like yeah I know <laughs> oh, yeah uh, great no I, I, I agree all round quiet I, I enjoyed her as a character very much Same. she didn't say much because uh, I quite like the, 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 the lady who plays her she's, she's got a brilliant acting voice so I wish she would more. Uh, more speech but the, while you're on that, the the voice acting in a, in general was pretty good in this game. I found like the the tapes mm. were recorded, yeah. really good quality, fantastic. And the voice acting, like as you mentioned, Zero earlier, his ones, just the the dialogue and the just the way they played off each other was Brilliant. really good. Mm. What did you think the about voice uh, what did you think about Kiefer? Loved him. I I agree. I think he actually did a really good job. And I know it sounds stupid, but the fact that he's technically a different person. Like, I don't know, and the yep. voice kind of is fine because he's a different boss. Maybe that's all right, maybe it's not, I don't know. But I think Kiefer did a good job, and even though he was quite mute for most of the game, he didn't say a lot. Um, the whole revelation that he's not really properly big boss and his brain isn't quite in yet kind of makes allowances for that, in a way, doesn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. I, I feel though, like it, when you listen to the tapes, I feel Kiefer Sutherland did a really good job yeah, in, those, in the tapes, in, yeah. right? Because there's a lot of heavy, deep voice acting in those, and he has to portray a lot in those because it is just pure voice acting. And I think he did a brilliant job. And I, I think Kojima made the right decision because I, I love Hater, don't get me wrong, but I don't know whether he would have been able to portray that darker side as well, possibly. Mm. I would have liked to have seen maybe the the hater in it as well and actually have two different voices, but that might be a bit more obvious. Yeah. I mean, maybe Mm. I would would have liked to have seen... Maybe when you found... um, Richard Doyle, the guy that voiced Big Boss from the end of Metal Gear 4. Like, they've got a good Big Boss voice. They could have have used him feasibly. They could have used Richard Doyle, and I think people would have been more okay with that because he's established as a big boss voice the fact they just brought in hey look it man from 24 as our character mm-hmm. now this character that we've had has had one voice you know for 20 years he's had one voice and now he's changed i can understand why you know people would be upset about that but in in general the fact that the story spread out a bit more and he only talks a little bit i don't think it's a problem i, I thought it was fine plus plus we get to see keith sutherland go hey da which is brilliant <laughs> <laughs> nice did you there's, there's a little thing I don't know uh, Clifford told me about this off off the podcast a few weeks ago um, did you mm. know the medic in Ground Zeroes as Keith Sutherland's voice mm. is it slowed down and deeper sped up, sped up. It, yeah. it's, no it's one it's one octave higher yeah 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 I saw this linked up. up I was looking yeah. at a couple of videos of the day and it's it's when it's pitch adjusted mm-hmm. it's very obviously Keith Sutherland it's like oh my god yeah. That, oh my god that yeah. is cool some of those clues were there before the mm. game even came out it's just like well, yeah. Every, you clever that, bastards all the clues for <laughs> all the secrets and all the kind of twists are actually in the first hour of this game yeah and in Ground mm. Zeroes it's just you got you got to know what you're looking for that's the problem exactly you, you yeah. don't know that they're, that they're clues and hints it's like you know when you watch like a film like Shaun of the Dead um and there's things at the beginning that seem completely out of place and then make sense. And you watch it again, you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, and I think Truth, uh, the Truth mission at the end of the game, is a really good way of saying, right, remember that bit at the start, right? Here's why that was clever. And you watch it and like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I know what you mean. Perfect analogy. Mm. Oh, I would definitely say, you, you say in our films, Sixth Sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That works in exactly the same way. When you first watch it, no idea. Watch it again and you see everything mm. as that film yeah. is. I won't say, <laughs> just in case anyone hasn't seen Fight it. Fight Club, I got a perfect example. Yep. You don't notice yep. it until you yep. know, and then you're like, oh my God, this is all here from the start. You just don't That's know what there. you're looking for. And yeah. if you don't know what you're looking for, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to see what's wrong. And once you've noticed it, you're like, oh yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's blindingly obvious. Once you know it, it's it's just so obvious. Mm. But I, I, I love the way they... Do. I love films and games that do that, that feed you little bits of clues without you realising, mm. but they're there, and then you go back and you're like, oh, bloody hell, <laughs> it was there the whole time, and I didn't yeah. even notice. I've, that just reminded yeah. me of that conversation we had, uh, Clifford, is about... Um, and I, I said, mate, I said... I put it this way, that Metal Gear is doing a Final Fantasy VII on us. Um, are you... we did yeah when we was talking off air last yeah. time didn't we yeah before we started playing yeah we said it's doing a Final Fantasy 7 on us uh, Paddy are you yeah and we was right yeah, we Paddy, were right. are you a Final Fantasy 7 man <laughs> I thought it was okay I, I'm, I prefer 9 definitely but oh, I like 9 do you know what I'm talking about when I say that 
the the whole the whole story about Cloud, how he takes on Zack's persona to become yeah. who he is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like it. I like it. It's it's Final Fantasy meets Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> it literally is. It literally is. Um, so yeah, Kojima did a Final Fantasy seven. Someone someone else who's really badly yeah. wounded. The real big boss is, is healed quickly, like Zack was healed quickly, but because he was so injured, yeah. he and yeah took on the persona of the other. Bloody hell! Hmm. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. Also, with it, with the same thing as well, he wasn't as good a soldier as Big Boss, but over time became as good as that character because he truly believed he yep, was that it. character. Because mm. mm-hmm. yes, Cloud by himself wasn't good enough for the the, the elite soldier group. Um, yeah, but with that, with with that fault, who he was, he managed to break through that barrier and become that that will and determination. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. And t- talking about the um, Venom Big Boss, uh, Venom Snake, is talking about pairs. You're talking about. I th- or I honestly thought that was real, and I thought it was really cool that they kind of brought her alive. I didn't really like where they hid the second bomb, though. Yeah, the implication of where it is. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? But um, it kind of ties in. But with at least they dance around it. They never explicitly say where it is. It's left up to your own sort of <laughs> yeah. imagination. Um, but. By not showing it like they did the other one, yeah, it kind of where else could it be? Um thing is I couldn't have taken I couldn't have taken another one of those scenes. That was hard to watch. Like that oh, is gruesome when they're yeah. taking the bomb out of her guts. Like that is gruesome that and that's really painful gruesome. to watch. But the whole yeah. co- the whole concept of, of Pez being there and him because despite him having Big Boss's kind of persona now, he's still in the, somewhere in his mind, he is a medic. Someone who wants to help people. And I think that kind yeah. of alludes to him having to execute his soldiers and stuff. It goes against the fundamental nature of who he would be as a medic, trying to help these people. But he's fought against that, and it's kind of just torn him apart. And him seeing Paz would be him as a medic remembering who he was, her dying and wanting to save her. And, mm. and Yeah, it's just quite... That's brilliant. Yeah, it's definitely part of, as you say, that that trip into his breaking his mind, sort of as it's you say, from being a medic and remembering mm. that, and it's it's probably breaking him even further, knowing that he he he's no longer going to be be a medic. He's going to be the opposite of what he and he, he may not be, be consciously aware <laughs> of 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 that nature of himself, but it would. Mm. I, I, I I don't know. I feel that it would still be there. Definitely in it the subconscious. Still be there. Mm. Yeah. Um, and that just that like the clash of those two natures just yeah yes he was a soldier but it, he was a medic first it does explain why he's not squeamish about being covered in blood for hours at a time <laughs> he's just having his hands and guts yeah. he's like it's fine this is just blood this will wash off in an hour it's fine <laughs> he doesn't care but all his staff do yeah oh, you I've never gone that far <laughs> I always like having a shower um, I had yeah, so many time. showers I loved it yeah yeah and my, I'd let my son watch because mostly I played the game not killing and so I had, don't have a problem watching my son watching when we would play and as soon as I get back to mother base he's like have a shower and he'd love to have it be in the shower <laughs> um, awesome. yeah good old cool yeah. right um, uh, did you have some uh, community comments that you wanted to uh, read yes, out yes we've got a few uh, thank, thank you for to... a few shout outs um, I will start where is the old Twitter? 
This is from our good friend, friend of the show, Morbid Beard. Hey, good lad. He's a good mm. sort, uh, good taste of games. Um, I just got to work out which way, because what I did do, because he tweeted to us last week, I ended up copying it and messaging myself. So I got to work out which order it goes in. <laughs> Um, oh here you go got it in order so this is uh, Morbid Beard from Twitter for for the Metal Gear Solid special I haven't had too much time to sink into Metal Gear Solid 5 and to be honest at the start I found it intimidating it was a, a feeling that truly captured the sense oh sorry let me say it was a feeling that truly captured the sense of really being out on your own as a sp- specific singular military force. I guess feeling that I, that feeling of isolation. I bounced off it to begin with after having not long finished Arkham Knight and blitzing through Mad Max. I was burnt out. The idea of having a new open world to explore seemed daunting and exhausting, even considering it was a Metal Gear Solid game. Since then, I have managed to overcome my pathetic sense of wallowing <laughs> and have come to really <laughs> love the game. It's been a journey of discovery and wonder of all the mechanics it offers you. I am beginning to feel it all click. Uh, one more. Um, I am nowhere near finished with the story, so apologize if I don't listen to this at the time of, listen- of release. No worries there, Morbid Beard. He doesn't want to deal with our spoilers. But I will definitely keep on soldiering away with it when time allows me to. And I will listen to this episode in bits. Um, I must confess to be rather smitten with the game. And if anybody is up for doing some group session on it, then hit me up. Um, so yeah, it's quite interesting because from what I know of, of Morbid Beard over the last few months I've got to know him, is that he is a, a fanatic Metal Gear Solid fan. Mm. Uh, which is quite interesting I've seen that his collection. he bounced off it so quickly and, and didn't find find his mojo with it. Um, mm. it's, it's a very sort of different... But, again, it's a different sort of Metal Gear again, though, isn't it? Like, uh, in the same way, I originally bounced off Ground Zeroes. I was like, oh, it's all right, but, eh. you know, I, I wasn't kind of... I didn't feel like it was for me in the same way that Metal Gear games usually are. Um, yeah, so I can see why you do that. But I also completely understand, I completely, completely relate to the open world exhaustion like oh heck yeah I mean I've got to a point where yeah. I mean I perfect example Assassin's Creed I like Assassin's Creed I really liked Assassin's Creed I bought all of them up to Black Flag uh, and by the time Unity came out I was just burnt out yeah. I've done this before you know like I've had a big open world full of things to do and like I can under- I can completely relate and completely understand to do I really want to start another 100 hour game do I really have time at the minute you know <laughs> yeah. um, but I think the way Metal Gear is structured it allows you to break it up and just take your time and Take it at your own pace. You know, it's huge, but you're not in any rush. You can, you know, take things at your own pace. And every mission you do gives you something back for it. So you don't feel like you've got to go on a massive, great, you know, undertaking to get any progress. You you can you can take your time with it, you know. And that's quite refreshing. I think that's, you know, that's probably going to help. Well, going forward, you'll, you'll finish by the time you listen to this. But, like, that act of kind of getting back into a game, being able to take your time with it, you know, not being forced to bash through and go see all the radio towers, for instance, far cry, fuck off. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I can completely relate to where you're coming from with that one. Um, and I hope by the time you listen to it, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have. Yeah, so do I. Um, from what yeah. I- no, I, I, de- I definitely agree. The, the the amount of open world games at the minute is is quite 
astronomical really and it's it's hard and you do get burnt out quite easy mm. on how many huge open world games there are it's you you do i think you do have to pick and choose quite carefully sort of what games you are because you you will burn yourself out mm. quite yeah. it's such a first world problem as well <laughs> oh mm. these open world <laughs> games have too much to do in them oh, so much stuff to there's do. so many amazing <laughs> games coming out i can't decide which one to buy next Ugh. yeah so bloody spoiled yep. oh no there's a steam sale they're all so big oh should i buy them all really cheap like we're also we're all so spoiled these days we yeah. know remember the times we where really you play and get one game for months on end because that's all you had uh, <laughs> i miss games because i don't have time to play them I do, mm. I do like the reasons why well not like might be the wrong words why um morbid beard bounced off it it wasn't because he didn't like the game it was a kind of a sense of overwhelming like what, how did he put it it was just like kind of overwhelming that, that sense of loneliness and yeah. the way the game starts it is kind of like that it's kind of instead of being like other open world games yeah. there's just nothing on the map like you're like what am I supposed to do mm. like, I had no idea when you first get into Afghanistan you just got this you've just you've got literally an empty map and you've got a rough idea <laughs> which direction you're supposed to go in go to the blue place okay yeah <laughs> Like it's and it's it's quite. It's but the quite way that map actually. fills out, you know, it's not you're not kind of uh, you're not going up a tower and the map exactly. fills in with eighty things. Everything you find, you found. Like every point of that map is something that you did. Yep, I love so, that. Yeah, so do I. My map's different than your map, probably because of how I've played the mm. game. Um, yeah. And yeah, we 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 talked about yeah, that we did, before, yeah. didn't we? We said how we we quite enjoyed that because um, Assassin's Creed. It's even given up on the idea of um, an Assassin's Creed Unity. I think. It's given up on the idea of actually climbing towers and unlocking stuff. It's pretty much you see everything from the start. Because <laughs> like, yeah. I, I just... liked the tower bit. I was I was really into that. I used to love finding the high bit in an area and kind of scouting it out. That was fun. But I, I just I got to a point where I've I've played enough of those games now. Like, exactly. And I yeah. I'm the madman that likes the future Desmond stuff. Like I love the future Desmond stuff. I I wish they would have panned out more on that. Yeah. Thing more of that yeah I, that I appreciated and enjoyed everything I got out of that but it's like and like the fact that now you know in the recent ones it's like you're working at a games company that's making Assassin's Creed games that's brilliant and mental yeah, yeah I do like that yeah. I think that's quite funny do you think they'll ever get to the point where they'll do a future one and end the story or do you think that's going to keep on keep on I I think I think Assassin's Creed is here to stay for a while I yeah. think the yeah. fact that they can just pick a, a historical period and, you know, experiment with it. I like the, the ideas they play around with, but, you know, it's it's just, it's a big undertaking now, you know. And yeah. like you say, our, our time is dwindling and games are big uh, and all-encompassing. And even like ones you don't expect, like something like Binding of Isaac, a little tiny game that you got for free for PlayStation Plus. And I think I've clocked around 30, 40 hours on that. And you think, well... Wow. Jesus Christ! Like you know, that didn't cost me anything, and it's it's taken up a large amount of my time. You know, yeah. or, you know, Rocket something League. something like Destiny comes up, and you get stuck on that every damn night. Rocket League, <laughs> there you go again, yeah. perfect example, amazing game because that, and you get stuck on it, and you don't expect it. Um, and there's so many like games with so much content coming out, and like and again, it sounds like such a first world problem, but there is so much out there. You really have to pick and choose, and you know, especially if you know you you work for a living, and you know, or you, you you've got kids, that sort of thing. You really have to 
plan your time around you know when you've got a bit of free time here and there um, exactly. Yep. I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite yeah. lucky that I just come home and Laura's okay with me gaming for a while, so I can <laughs> game quite a bit, quite happily. But even then, I don't feel like I've got enough time anymore. I don't feel like I have anywhere near the time I used to have. Like, I look at my games, I think, God, there's so much I haven't touched. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Well, a little Assassin's Creed side note. Um, we'll go on to Chris from Chomp Change Podcast. He sent us a lovely long email, and I'm going to do my best to read it. Um, and imagine an American accent while I read so I've had a lot of thoughts on the true ending of Metal Gear Solid 5 so have we Chris (laughs) this is the last three hours Um, but not much chance to express them so I'll do my best I spent somewhere between three to five hours trying to beat Mission 45 Uh, everybody that's the tank one that we're with quiet that me and Paddy were talking about earlier um, the one with quiet, there we go, before being able to start mission 46, which is the truth ending, and get the true ending, so going into it was re- already feeling frustrated and punished. Brackets, much like our hero punished snake. Oh, Un- very good. Due to the high difficulty of the mission and the inability to quit out from the mission. Anyway, I suppose already had a feeling that the big twist was coming, but that didn't do much to change its impact. While part of me was a bit let down that I wasn't actually playing as Big Boss for this whole time, I did appreciate the sentiment of you have been playing these games all these years and so you are just as much Big Boss as the actual character. And that fit with the new gameplay theme of telling your own Metal Gear story in each mission rather than just experiencing Kojima's mental metal gear story um yeah that's kind of like those take, take we talked about in that in that mirror cut scene i yeah. kind of like that it's it's the it's the game speaking to you i never really looked at it that way i looked at it as big boss speaking to venom phantom boss yeah. whereas yeah phantom chris boss is, becoming his own man yeah but chris is saying that's actually speaking to us as a player we've become big boss mm. along our journey yeah, that, yeah that's what i was saying earlier on that's that's what yeah, Jim yeah. was trying to point out is over the years we have become this character in ourselves well to be honest i think a lot of people relate to him and can kind of feel his pain and yeah and see yeah we've gone on a big journey with it's been like 12 20 years Mm. (laughs) um i've got a horn stuck i've got a horn stuck in my head too yeah i really relate Did you get that from Binding of Isaac? Yeah. <laughs> you picked up some yeah. dirty off the ground. <laughs> one of the pickups. It's one of the pickups, yeah. <laughs> After watching all of the trailers leading up to the game, I was excited to watch the fall of Big Boss from hero to villain and intrigued to see how all the sadness, struggle, and ultimately pain would weigh down on him to make him into the man Solid Snake would one day do better with. And of course, that is not at all what we got. Instead, we got a story about his phantom, and from this game, two big bosses emerged, which fits in with some of the plot from Metal Gear Solid 4, so I'm alright with that. (laughs) I like to see the real big boss at the end, my favourite character in the series, looking like a total badass in a leather jacket on a motorcycle, and making his his boy toy ocelot light his cigar for him, (laughs) and was happy to know that despite it all, big Big Boss doesn't actually turn evil. Instead of wanting revenge on the world, he vows to create a world where such sentiments have no value. Big Boss is not the tragic villain I have painted him as, 
but a true patriot like the boss before him. While the ending left some to be desired, I think I enjoyed it as part of the greater narrative, if not as much as the final word on the series. I also enjoyed listening to all of the truth tapes and hearing Ocelot and Big Boss call each other John and Adam. While this email may be a bit of a rant, the the last thing I'll say is that the ending of this game proves once and for all that Ocelot, the only character in every numbered entry into the series, is one of the true heroes of the Metal Gear saga. Only time will tell how this game will sit with me, but despite some frustrations, I think I'm satisfied with this ending, at least in the ways that it fleshes out the future stories of these characters. Your brother in arms, Chris. Thanks, Chris. See, yes. now that's weird, because again, it's like we've come to this almost exact same conclusions after listening to him talk about that. I yeah. think we actually might be the same person. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all four of us. Thrice-cursed recessive genes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, that's the thing. I, as Chris said, we've all sort of agreed with that. It's the journey it's taken us, mm. and it does seem a lot of people are looking at us a lot in the same way as he's our overarching hero to mm. be honest in the, in this grand scheme of things and I I, I really quite enjoy that because I've always found him to be a very striking character mm. so. especially his big stupid man cry for Big Boss oh, they're, they're, they're such I, I like he's he boy loves like, him. making him like I love that he's like cheers, cheers babe <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I, I think Chris I completely completely agree with what you said like it's yeah. it is sort of in a meta way it's it's this isn't really about Big Boss it's about you sort of and also Big Boss it's yeah well we just spent three hours talking about that um, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running out of words um, but yeah it, it, it does fit in like I think as a standalone game it's not one of the greats, but as part of the overall narrative, it's almost essential. Like as as part of the overall narrative of the game, it just ties things together that it ties things together that I didn't know needed to be tied together. Like the whole fact that there's a yeah. yeah the the big boss from Metal Gear and the big boss from Metal Gear Two Solid Snake being two separate people. Like I never even considered that, and then it's like oh that's, that's really obvious. Like how has that never annoyed me before? You know, I think I always just file it away as video yeah. game logic. He didn't really die, you know, and this actually goes somewhere to legitimise that. And uh, I think you're right; it, it, it is a story of uh, a tale of two, a tale of two snakes, as it were. Um, yeah, and Chris is a top guy anyway. Like you, you're a top guy, Chris. You're you're a pal. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, thank you very much for taking the yeah. time to write that. What I did find interesting because I've heard him speak on their his own on their own podcast about he he does have this kind of ear of not satisfied not satisfied with it and mm-hmm. after talking to you guys and you mentioned earlier like half an hour ago patty is that after actually voicing these things thing uh, you feel better about the storyline because it's actually kind of maybe clear in your head so maybe after listening to us chris you might feel differently about about the ending and about the story um Mm. I think there's a lot actually laying there. laying things out yeah like laying things out between each other like throwing things back and forth yeah. and actually Talking Indeed. about this stuff, taking the time to da- talk about this stuff, it, it really does go a ways to comprehension and the understanding of it all. Because, um, you know, every time Metal Gear Solid game ends, you, you have that minute where you look at it and think, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Metal Gear 2 is a prime example. Like, what did I just see? What happened there? Yeah, the whole there thing was is... was a big robot. The whole yeah, thing and, is and I, was, I was in a rectum... Exactly. I was in a rectum for a while, and Raiden was <laughs> naked for a bit, and the colonel went nuts, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> 
yeah. just being able to sit down and, and pass so, that and you know so it, it is 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 that our final words on the game our, our game run Dan is I was in a rep team for a while and <laughs> yeah what <laughs> spoiler no, fan of pain that was that's real <laughs> that, that, that's your that's your that's your your game review I was in a rectum for a while <laughs> Metal Gear Two poop. Uh, awesome. No, it's. I, I think that's. Yeah, we totally agree with you there, Chris, and thank you for writing in. But, well, I think. Uh, well, cool. Bring that into a towel, I think. At three hours, 15 minutes, we've been nattering on now. God, I feel like we could go. I seriously feel like we could go three more. Like, there is so much. I've, <laughs> I've read the, the show notes, and there's things that we completely jumped over. Yeah. <laughs> I think we, we we like if we was to possibly sit here and discuss everything. I think we could be here till next yep. year. Yeah, there's just there's just so many nuances and uh, it's just fantastic. And it 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 saddens me to see that he's gone from this series. But at the same time, I'm very very excited to see where he goes next. Mm. I, I'm very excited to see Kojima's next project. I, I agree. I'm a Metal Gear fan, and I am also a Kojima fan. And like yeah. he's, he, I mean, so the Enders was off its tits, but it was brilliant. You know, go mm. on, Kojima. I, I'd like. Okay, who does Kojima go to work for? Who, who's your? Here's a question for the end. Who, who do you send Kojima to work for? Miyazaki and Kojima team up. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, as if Dark Souls weren't enough to. Decipher the law. <laughs> Dark Souls, but with Dark Souls, but with cardboard boxes and nano machines. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> yep. Oh, You've got so a codec, but if you use it, you get invaded. This is writing itself. This is brilliant. <laughs> I, I personally, I would like to see Kojima, as he was going to be doing Silent Hills. I'd like to see him do a horror genre game I would love to see that mm. from him I really would possibly maybe get him to take over Resident Evil and get him to do the next one he might actually fix the game series <laughs> and make all the it. plot make all the plot fit together somehow as well yeah tied all in including <laughs> yeah. the little the animated movies <laughs> oh man uh... yeah sold <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to, to be honest, we've talked for three hours. I really don't feel like we've actually spoiled anything. I, don't, I honestly think we're <laughs> actually dug in that far. We're talking about we're going to dive deep. I feel like we've just splashed in the puddles like with big, big boss and, <laughs> and quiet. We're just sitting on motherboards. Um, I, 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 and I like to have played. I like to feel that I've played the part of quiet this evening. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you, you wore the correct attire. Yeah, full bathing suit, like a nineteen sixties one with the, with the trousers and the stropy leggings and everything. Oh, nice! Oh, very, very, nice. very prim, very proper for our puddle splashing, gratuitous scene. I hope you was beach ready. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear, no, oh, brilliant. No, well, I'd like to say, obviously, a massive thank you to you Paddy for coming on and, and nattering for this long. oh it's been a pleasure it is now obviously <laughs> coming into quarter past 12 at night honestly it's been an absolute pleasure like as I say I haven't actually been able to talk to anyone properly about this like like in not text form anyway I haven't had a proper natter with this to anyone 
um, that's you know got the same sort of appreciation as as sort of as my level has. So this has been this has been incredibly therapeutic, and I thank you so much. Nice. Uh, and like I say, <laughs> we've been talking for three hours, and I don't feel like we have. It feels like we just started. Like we could, yeah, I could go more. Um, yeah, but we've all got work in the morning. Well, I have anyway. So like, <laughs> I mean, I, and I'd, I'd, I'd happily come back and do it again if you want to talk about it some more. Because again, there's more to talk about. I'll happily come back. Nice. I've really enjoyed this. It's been super fun. Thank you ever so much for inviting me. It's been an honour. Well, it's the, the pleasure is ours. Well, yeah, yeah, absolute pleasure is ours. We're so glad to have you on. It's it's, it's been great. Been an absolute wonderful knit and that, and it has been, as you say, it's been good to uh, get a lot of this stuff out because <laughs> you, you've been trying to we've been trying to hold it in with a lot of people because a lot of my friends Same. haven't finished it and <laughs> yeah, just, just need to get that all out. But uh, yeah, no, it's been great and yeah, thank you very much. You're for very welcome. And that said, I don't think we'd actually be here recording if it wasn't for you, to be honest, Patty. Um Oh, nope. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to say I'll take full well, credit. I, I, I'm not. I'm not humble. Well, actually, I, <laughs> I, 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 I said the, I said this to she, CJ before. Obviously, coming into Bloodborne, finding your podcast mm. and listening to you guys. Like I listen to your back catalogue, and then obviously you you quite well know that you guys influenced me to even start this podcast. So yeah, it's oh yeah, honestly that thanks. mean that means so much. It really does. Like the to be able to to have. I mean, we we consider ourselves, you know, over on Twenty Humanities, we consider ourselves a pokey little show at times. You know, we think we've got seven listeners, um, but to be able to inspire someone to to do something, you know, to to come together and, and to sort of have your own spin on stuff. And I've, I mean, I've really enjoyed listening to you guys. I, I'm I'm up to date on the show. Oh, awesome! Um, Thank you. Probably not going to listen to this one because, frankly, who has time? But you know, <laughs> and it's a bit weird listening to your own voice over and over again. It is odd. Um, yeah. But no, it is, it's so cool to see, you know, you guys come together and say, we've got such a cool community of people at the minute. Like, I mean, I know I talk to a lot of you on Twitter quite a bit, but so many cool people doing things about games at the minute, you know? And I, I think every voice is <laughs> yeah. valid, and I love hearing all sides of the coin. Uh, awesome. And as I say, it's just really nice, it's really nice to actually finally chat to you proper, you know, person to person. Because I feel like, again, like, I, I feel like when I've been listening to your show, I've, I've heard one side of your conversation for for a while now and it's like I want to chime in and you can't because <laughs> it doesn't work like that Wait, when did you start? you, you could try and talk to yeah, me just, talk back. <laughs> just like a mad woman alone in our house talking to her cats well that's why you get random like out of nowhere t- tweets from me occasionally is because I'm responding to things I'm listening to <laughs> yep and you're like what is yes. that? I do exactly the same I do it to CJ all the time I'm, I'm like he'll say something that cracks me up and I'll just message him and be like oh, you loony yeah. like, <laughs> but by that point you're like, I'm like oh yeah I'm what did I say like especially when our RSS feed acts all screwy and it goes up a week later and I've forgotten everything yeah like did we talk about that I don't feel like we did <laughs> yeah well yeah so I've been listening to you guys from quite early on uh, at least I, how long you've been doing it for three years now at least haven't you Oh god, don't! Yeah, maybe. It's been a while. Yeah, so I've been in my new job for two and a half years, and I was listening to you well mm. before I switched jobs. So yeah. Oh wow, wow. Okay, that's right early then. Yeah, I was, I was, I was. Maybe you're in the first season, still going through Dark Bloody Souls. Hell. Wow, wow, that is ancient history these so days. I'm, wow, I'm a true original to humanities. You're a true human. You're a true humanitarian. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and that is totally what we're calling you because uh, me and CJ have agreed. He's completely agreed. He's here. He's he signed off on it. Humanitarians is the official name for it, and I won't hear any argument. Thanks, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's still upset that our Destiny clan's called Milky Scorpions. Poor <laughs> 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 CJ. Uh, but no, again, uh, just, just to reiterate again before we go, it, thank you so much for inviting me on. This has been wonderful. I've had a lovely time. Even though it's now past midnight and I'm falling apart, this has been wonderful. Yes. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the pleasure is all ours. And I'll say on that note then. Uh, thanks for everyone for tuning in and yeah we'll we'll see you again next time so bye bye toodles bye